Oh, shit, we're recording. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 279 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I am Ben Magnet, and please do not be fooled by uh, by everything you see on my screen here, because we are totally not talking about a way past cool movie that came out this weekend. Instead, we are talking about the garbage fire that is Morbius. That is an absolute... I can't keep that up. No, that movie sucked. We're going to talk about a great movie, Sock the Hedgehog 2. Along with me for this awesome ride with the blue blur is Brandon Knuckles McClure. Oh, he killed, he killed himself over the Morbius joke. It's done. Over Morbius. Okay. We also have uh, Sparks Tales. Witty. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Tales. Sparks, I'm an impetuous little inventor. If I got yeah. a big mustache, I'll be happy. And we have the one who hasn't grown in his stash yet. Ryan Robotnik Iliopolis. Ooh, crazy phrases McGee over here. Uh, for those of you listening to the show, Ben started this reading a comic book that was the prequel to the movie that we just watched. Yeah, because right, those bits don't play in audio, but Ben no, keeps doing them because they I, never I, get I, old. And of course, for those of you who are only listening, I have a bunch of my Sonic figurines in my background right here, and also the the Sonic and Eggman um, special thing that came with the, the Encyclopedia. No, I'm not trying to be funny. That's actually what it's called. The hey, special I'm... edition thing that Sparks got me for Christmas is up. It's got Sonic and Eggman facing off. It's really cool. Hey, Ben. No shade. I also populate my screen, but instead of Sonic memorabilia, it's post-it notes that I'll never look at again. It's just, there's, a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of post-it notes, my friend. I know. it's That's a problem. <laughs> also, Ben, you'll probably be the only one of us to see Morbius for a long time. I just think that's really funny. Uh, guys, that is very funny. You might be the only one of us to see it ever. Maybe. I'm, I'm okay I, you know what? I will take that because my guys, it's bad. Well, I, I listened to uh, I listened to a podcast where they just like totally because I don't care and uh, went went at mm -hmm. it and I'm mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm, yeah, I don't need to see that movie. Set, I'm going to assume whatever they said, they were 100 correct. So let's get a 74, a 74 percent drop in its second weekend. It was the highest drop that any film ever has experienced in its second weekend. Mm. Well, instead, instead of talking about one of the worst movies to come out in April, let's talk about one of the highest grossing video game films ever made. Before we do that, in, in a while, uh, real quickly, it's not the highest grossing video game movie ever made yet. Let's almost, not get, almost. let's not put our eggs all in one highest basket. highest opening weekend. That's yeah. what I meant. That's what I meant. Um, uh, uh, I hope it reaches that honestly. But we do have links in the description. Uh, I'll pat. I'll take the. I'll take over from here. Um, we have a few links in the description, mostly personal. So I'll talk about what we did as far as this network goes. Um, we put out one episode of Moon Knight. Um, Ryan, Ben, and I were able to record Moon Knight, and Sparks uh, found the time to put it up for us. So the first episode is up now. It's late. Go check it out. <laughs> if you want to know what we thought about the first episode, check it out now. Uh, that's linked below. This, we will record the second episode soon. Um, there's a lot going on in our lives, so it's a little difficult to find the time. Let's, but we, let's be we'll honest. It. It's Sunday. Let's be honest. It's Sunday. You're probably getting episodes two and three at the same time. I was good. That's what I was going to talk about with you guys after the show, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, no skin off my back. Um, I hope we can record hard soon not you guys me and cookie that was a different note oh um, i really thought i was gonna join next episode crazy oh well, i'm sorry buddy i don't know what to tell you um my screen rant work is linked below as well as always um a couple of articles went up this week where um i wrote a king kong movie list it's every kong live action film i found out some crazy stuff about the second japanese king kong film king kong escapes i did not know it was an adaptation of an american 
of a Japanese made American television series from the 60s that Rankin Bass did. That was 2D. I didn't know that. I thought it was a weird sequel to to King Kong versus Godzilla. It's not. Um, so that was crazy. Anyway, that's up there. I did a Godzilla one. Um, this is just all the this is like the top ten Godzilla movies. You know how these things go. I did like a multiverse one, which is kind of fun to revisit some multiverse movies that I hadn't seen. Um, some that I haven't some that I haven't seen in a while. Um, it's like the ones up there. <laughs> I had to really I had to really get specific with my list to make sure the one ended up on that list. <laughs> I'm like, it's getting on here. I don't care what I have to do. It's a multiverse movie. Why would it is a multiverse movie? That's why I was I like, wouldn't... it's got to, it's got to get there. Yeah. Um, how oh, there was another one, but I don't remember what it was. But anyway, that so there's a, there's a ton on there. If you if you want to check them out, there's there's oh there's an MCU one. I did an MCU one. Um, the all the like the the times that they've changed like a power or an origin to fit the the MCU. Um. We're seeing it with Moon Knight. We're going to see it with Miss Marvel. Um, Shang-Chi got the rings and he's only just getting them in the so things like that. Sure. Um, my, oh, I'll actually do this one now. The purchase link for Kaiju Ramen is available down, down thing. I just want to make a quick note. I do have the physical version of this now. It is a beautiful square, square bound magazine. Now it's no longer just kind of stapled. It looks gorgeous. Brilliant. My article is not in this issue. <laughs> Looks great, though. <laughs> Looks great, though. Um, my article was meant to be in this issue. It is in... You, you can see it. It's in the, the... You can't see it. But this in the table of contents. Um, it was supposed to be there. It is not. It will be in the next issue. Um, this, uh, a a boo-boo was made. No shame to anybody involved. Prince yes. Abubu. Prince Abubu. <laughs> this Prince Abubu person. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's... That you can, if you want the issue, there's a lot of great articles in them, and, and they're physical digitally. Um, it, I I still linked it below because I've been doing it for a while. I also put up a new issue for my a new, what do I call these things? Entry in my, entry and the revisiting the Infinity, Infinity Saga series. Uh, this was episode, uh, 41. Um, this was about Obadiah Stane, kind of his turn and kind of the archetype that he. Uh, uh, cemented into the mcu um uh, so you know the we've talked about it before it's the the villain who shares the same powers as the hero um tony yeah Where so i longer's tony i really wanted to find a way to talk about obadiah stain and jeff bridges because i like that character and i like that role i like jeff bridges so I, I did that so that's up now i definitely kind of wish he'd ended up in prison and circled back around for like some involvement in an iron man story later. sure and if not him uh, the basis off my favorite Iron Man comic, Matt Fraction's run, where his son is doing lots of really bad shit, shit, turning himself to a living Iron Man suit with like finger blasts yeah, and like, yeah. and taking over his dad's company. Like, there are so many directions with the stains. Maybe we can still get his son. Maybe Armor Wars. Could yeah. be Armor Wars. Mm -hmm. Maybe Armor Wars. Maybe Ironheart. Could do it. Absolutely. Do if you want to tie more Stark stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ben. Yeah. Now we're on to the Ben side of the things. Oh, the um, things. That's a, oh, that's the thing, isn't it? You have an OSG article that you forgot to, to promote this week. Yeah, I totally forgot. So I wrote this set. I, so premise of what the article is about, it's essentially what PlayStation has to do to keep a lot of people in or to have people put in money for the new PlayStation Plus thing that's coming, that's coming in June. So it's essentially an opinion piece on what they need to do. Essentially, they have to be 
They have to have an amazing lineup of games for their older stuff, and the emulation has to be spot on. They nail those things, they might get a lot of people's money. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's up there. And yeah, I totally forgot to propose it because I posted that around like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and went to bed. That's fair. That happens. Um, You have a crazy job with crazy hours. (laughs) And you do a lot of stuff too. So like, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. And then just to get your mind off of that, uh you oh where do you want to talk about your tiktok in your week or in this i'll talk about it during my week okay so okay uh then you also got published in a magazine this week yes so the my uh issue 31 of fusion gaming magazine a publication based out of england the my issue my very my debut issue 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 ishmael (laughs) call me ishmael is on sale on the Fusion website right now. If you subscribe to the Patreon before this, you should be getting in the mail very soon. I mean, just give it a little extra time because, you know, this is coming all the way over from the Atlantic. But if you go ahead and you, if you didn't subscribe, you can go to the website, Fusion Game, FusionRetroBooks.com. Just, like, click the menu button, scroll to Fusion Magazine. Issue 31 is the one at the very top. You can buy one or as many copies as you want. And that not only has my first two issues, but also they were kind enough to put even my freaking name on the cover. Look at you, big boy. So, uh, your Mick freaking yeah. name, you might say. Yeah, my Mick freaking name's on there. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's exciting. The, the link to purchase just that magazine, I did not link the page for Fusion, I just linked that issue, is Smart. down below. You can check it out. Um, so, if you want to just not search through that, because I'll be honest, the site's a little difficult for me to navigate. So, maybe yeah. for this for anybody else, um, you could just click on the link in our description. Oh, I wanna, Grayson, I want to bring up his his comment real quick. Yes. I mean, I can't do it. I got uh, it. Uh, yeah. Sooner than you think, my guy. Sooner yeah. Uh, Armor Wars, right? Mm-hmm. No, I know, but he, she's debuting in Armor Wars, isn't BP2. she? And then... Black Panther, baby. Black Panther 2, that was the other oh, one, right? Okay. right? Right. I don't know if that's still coming out this year, but like very soon. Yeah. That's right. She It was, it was Black Panther 2. I remember that's it nice. being... I remember us talking about it when, when that was announced and it being like, that's an interesting place to put her, but I'm excited. Not the place you'd expect, but yes. Yeah. I yeah. do think that that means, like, not to derail this whole thing, uh, I do think that that means that they're following up on the, like, Wakandan outreach. Yep. Yeah. And that that's actually a plot line we're going to follow. Which She's going to be hoping so. working with them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then she'll spin off into her own series. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Um, and then, speaking of Grayson, though, great segue... Then you yeah. have four episodes. Once again, this time we're put up in one week. Uh, two, let's talk, talk about the two Sonic Mario, Sonic Mario parties, <laughs> Super Mario parties that put that were put up this week first. Uh, Super Mario World, but that, that's okay. I mean, whatever. Well, I mean, when Grace and I get together, you know it's a party. So yeah, we got together. We put up some more Super Mario 3D World. We're still having an absolute blast playing that game. And because the Sonic the Hedgehog movie came out, I brought my Sega Genesis Mini to his house. We plugged it in, and we had to stream us playing Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Boy, am I rusty as all hell on Chemical Plant Zone. You would think after years of playing this game, I would know that stage by the back of, like, the back of my hand, and being able to beat Dr. Robotnik is no problem, right? I kept dying, and I brought Dishonor to myself. But it is very funny to watch, so I still recommend watching it. All right. Well, since you already talked about both of those, that's it. Who wants to go first of the week? Not me. I always go first. I'll go. Yeah. Sparkles. Also, I didn't do anything besides play a little bit. I have, anyway. I have minimal to, to share. Um, I finished Jujutsu Kaisen. Nice. Great season. Happy that I finished it. 
enjoy that anime. Solid. Yeah, that movie. You gonna watch that movie next? I don't know if I'm gonna go to the theaters to catch it, but um, I will watch the movie one way or another. Oh, I didn't even realize it was still in theaters. Huh? It is. It's still playing in some places. I just don't know if I'm gonna have the time with everything going on this month to oh, yeah. make it out for like a essentially solo endeavor to see that movie. Yeah. I'm not that passionate about the franchise. Yeah. Uh, to do so. Um, by if I had like other people who were watching it to go with. Uh, but um, I am excited to see that. Uh, yeah, it's a solid anime. A solid season. I'm glad I finally went back and finished it. Because I finished Jujutsu Kaisen, before I go back to Gundam, I decided to pick up where I left off in my rewatch of Cowboy Bebop. Bebop? So I'm doing that. Right. I was um, doing that too. Let's see. Uh, I watched The Suicide Squad again because I was showing it to my mom and our friend of the podcast, Jeremy and Pepper. And they loved it, and I loved it, and uh, I loved it a lot. Uh, right, now having like Peacemaker in my brain and going back, it there's some stuff that I'm like, hmm, this is this is some good character work here. Yeah, yeah, juicy stuff. Uh, yeah, really like it. I think it's I think it's a great movie. Um, and I watched some Moon Knight, but we're not talking about that. We'll talk about it at a later time. And I watched Sonic the Hedgehog, well, not this wait, one, but the other one. Real quickly, I want to know. You can just, I just want to know, like, brief Moon Knight, like, like it or no? Oh, God, it's garbage. But, um, no, I'm enjoying it. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll I was, like, this close, like, oh, this is going to be a very, very um, hostile fate nerds watch when we get to it, because I love it. I'm, I'm happy with Moon Knight right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll get into it at a later date. Like, there's, yeah. there's a weird, there's a weird vibe to it where, like, I don't feel the the pressing itch that I usually do for more. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's not necessarily the series fault, uh, but just me as a person right now. Sure. Life. Um, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog, but not this one, but the other one um, <laughs> again. And that not was first. cool. Cause I just wanted like, while I was doing some packing and stuff, cause we're getting ready to leave this place. Um, uh, just as a refresher. And uh, yeah, this is solid. Um, it's not as solid as this one though. Spoilers. <laughs> um, Spoiler. And the last thing is, uh, I I barely barely did this, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. Is I I started playing Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga just a little teeny tiny okay. bit. It was something that I just I just touched a little because I was like, I don't have time that I want to get sucked into Elden Ring. I don't feel like doing Fortnite or Chaos City. Mm-hmm. I have this right here. I just want to I just want to see where it's at. So I opened up Phantom Menace and I just started playing a little bit. And it's very cool. It looks very very good. Uh, a lot of the good Lego stuff. There's good. There's good gags. Um, there's cool interpretations of things. The hub open world feeling of it is a little problematic to me. Uh, yeah. Only in the sense that like you could go a lot of places, but there's not a lot of point to going a lot of places. Um, mm. Some of the maps are a little too open to the point of like, sure once in every four corridors you might find one of the special things that you can find in a lego game but you'll still go down three corridors that you're basically just going to smash some stuff to get some coins and then you're going to go and there's a lot right. of that so from what... it's a lot of like repetitive area stuff and i'm like i don't know how necessary that's going to be in the long run for like they built all this area and i'm like but is there is there really a point or should i just continue just doing the story so like why should i go off and explore because i think i'm going to earn enough money just from the sheer amount of things i can do so i don't know that there's a point to like wandering all these spaces that don't seem to have a lot catered to them that being said 
there are other parts of that where I saw like, oh, you need, this is for free play. You need this kind of character for this kind of area, that kind of thing. And so maybe I'll feel a little differently about how that feels. There definitely are still some some spaces that I wandered into where there's, there is nothing. There is no thing I can't do. There, there's just, it just doesn't really go anywhere. It just kind of dead ends. It's like a cul-de-sac of just, hey, do you want to earn some money here? You can. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's not really doing anything. It's not giving me like even just a fun like, joke or visual sight of ooh a different kind of thing that i didn't see in the other space like it's just kind of there it is uh mm. this happened on uh when you first land on naboo is what i explored uh where right before you go to the gungan city and on the trade federation ship both of them having like places where i just kind of like wandered around and then i'm like oh there's nothing here okay goodbye <laughs> and like it takes a little bit um question yeah if you want to leave a planet I don't. I doubt this is the, this is the case. But could you just hop in a ship and just fly away and go to a different planet? Eventually, that seems to be. Eventually, yes. that seems to be the case. It, you can't do it when you're like engaged in the narrative. So right. Yeah. So uh, I haven't played it, but I uh, uh, but I've watched reviews, listened to podcasts, people who play it. You do the story missions. That's how you unlock new characters, and then you go into free mode and use those characters to do things that you couldn't do before. You go into the open world. Uh, and it is varied how much stuff there is to do in the open world, uh, but there are tons of planet over nine games. Yeah. So there won't be a lot of stuff on each individual planet. It's going to be spread out over nine movies and like 30 planets or whatever. Right? I, I, I do think like my general note about it is again, like not a huge like knock on the game. Like I think that when you're first playing through as I did, like you, you kind of will want to go look because you can in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't do that. It's Maybe the opposite play... of Elden Ring, to be honest. Honestly, just play the story. Just play through yeah. the story and go do exploration later because you're going to get diminishing returns on just wandering around the open spaces early in the game. Also, there's just there's just not a lot to benefit from. Uh, sure. One of the interesting things because you can choose any. You have to choose by the trilogy, right? You have to choose by the trilogy. Mm -hmm. uh, but you but like if you start in episode four, the first characters you get are the droids. And if you want to free play after that, the only characters you have are the droids. And that's not exactly fun. Whereas if you start in episode one, you start with Obi-Wan, you start with Anakin, you get Qui-Gon, you get Darth Maul, you get all these incredibly fun characters you can do so much stuff with. So it almost gives you like incentive to start at like quote unquote the not the right start to, to start at. You know what I mean? You can do whatever you want, but like in terms of like quote unquote canon yeah. stuff. Like you you so it like it's almost like a detriment. Like if you started like seven, eight, nine, like you get Ray and Finn. Uh, which you can take to like episode one world, but you can't use that in story. It's just in the free play mode. Uh, so it sounds like so it's kind of interesting in that way, you know. You it sounds like you're, the game's trying to incentivize you to play in chronological order instead of release order. Well, that's just if you want if you want to utilize free play more. Like okay. again, like you can play like you can do free roam stuff as R two D two, but you probably won't want to do that as much as like a Darth Maul or a Qui Gon. Yeah. So it's just like it gives you incentive, like oh, I might as well start episode one to get the good shit. But you can't, but yeah. you can't free roam anything until you've explored it. Until you beat anyway. the story stuff. So anyway, like yeah, you, yeah. you're you're gonna unlock who you're gonna unlock and, and then go through. But, but it is um, it is a situation where like these games have always been narratively kind of focused. And this is the first time where it is like almost like an Elden Ring where there's so much open world stuff to do. But instead of like you can do anything at, at when you want, you do have to unlock all the shit first. Yeah. And that is that is the thing I've seen some people rub up against. Well, so I played the last Lego game I played was Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. This is not a good game um it's a very it's a very just toned down version of it of any just star wars game and the thing that what i'm hearing is that 
the the free the the like play the narrative get the free play it's very similar to a lego game as it were they just added a a larger open world because force awakens has an open world it's just sparse yeah. as fuck yeah, yeah yeah um so like it 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 feels like that they did do more to spread out the world but at the end of the day it is still a lego game yeah because like like a lot of the games, because like like I, I said that, but like like the the Avengers games have open world stuff too. The difference is like this is spread out over nine movies over a bunch of planets, whereas mm-hmm. it's not centralized like an Avengers New York City where it's all in one place. Yeah. yeah so like, you have only to play had, like the entire game. Say that again. Force Awakens only had like two planets, I think. Okay, that's not that bad. But like in New York, you can do whatever you want, whereas like you have to play everything to get everything. Kind of. Uh, I, I like I do want to. I still think there's a lot of value in the game. It really is just me like giving you the the heads up. If it's something you're going to play, just focus on the story first because I yeah. I just wanted to see what was around and what I could do and what what the game was going to feel like. I wasn't like focusing on the story, and so what that ended up with is me doing a lot of like and and I I'm going to try not to be hyperbolic when I say this. Like the Trade Federation ship at the beginning of Episode One, The Phantom Menace, when you're with Obi Wan and Qui Gon, you have like eight hallways you can go down. And only, none of them leading to the story point, like eight alternative hallways you can go down. And only one of them has something at the end that is for free play mode where like you access with a character. All the rest just has things you can smash if you want to to get money. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I'm like, that's just, you know, don't need to bother with that. That's a lot of space that I just don't need to enter into because it's not that valuable to me. But like, uh, you know, it, again, like if you're going to go spending the time doing it, do it in free play mode because it's it's super just not worth it when you're first starting mm-hmm. hmm. just stay focused on the story track at first makes sense yep that's it mm-hmm. i'll go um so i beat elden ring uh i'm still playing it my i'm old? now 135 hours in thank you mother um so i beat i beat i beat like the main storyline boss but there are still two hidden bosses well not hidden because i found them but there are two bosses that i haven't beat uh because they're really really hard um, I'm currently trying to find a guy named Dragon Lord plus Pseudosex, and he is like, I posted a video on Twitter, and if you haven't seen it, it's like, it might be like one of the coolest, I keep saying this about every Elden Ring boss fight, but it's true, like, it's like the coolest boss fight I've ever been in. It's this two-headed Ghidorah-esque dragon who summons lightning with his hands, uh, his claws turn into lightning claws. He also teleports and like, does like a, like a booming rocket attack, and he's like this like, Godzilla-sized being. It's so much fun. I don't mind that I spent two hours losing to him, because when I beat him, dude, I'm gonna like orgasm, I swear to God. It's incredible. <laughs> like, the, the thrill of this game, like, that final boss, uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything except because the moment couldn't be spoiled with me saying this. Like it does the anime thing where it plays the theme song at, with the final boss, but it is an orchestra heavy, h- a hard bombast version with more horns, more orchestra. And y'all, I got so emotional because this is the first Souls game that Ben, you've beaten more Souls game than I have actually. I've beaten Bloodborne. Yeah, I've played all of them. I have never beaten all of them. I've put many hours into all of them, but I've always hit the roadblock where like it's a boss that I can't beat. I'm like, well, I'm just I'm just done. I got my satisfaction, you know, 30, 40, 50 hours in. This one, I can do whatever I want and play with friends and all this stuff, and make it super easy. Oh my god, I like this is gonna be my favorite thing of the year. It's gonna be very hard. I don't even know what's like like Doctor Strange, ah, there's no way Doctor Strange is better than Elden Ring. Like, God of War, if it's not delayed, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. Like Everything everywhere all at once. That's that's That might win out of just art- artistic integrity. Yeah, yeah. But our Elden Ring is also, like, pure art, man. It's like, I just, I watch, I'm watching lore videos on it. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm helping, I've played so many hours just helping other people. Uh, like doing invasions, like being the bad guy, like screwing other people over. That's more fun than you'd think. 
because uh, you go in and like the the horrible thing about when you invade another world is the enemies don't attack you, but like they still it's still like a regular world for them. So like you can lead them to enemies and they'll just get slaughtered, and you're just like, what's up? This is stupid. And like <laughs> that's the game. That's the game you signed up for. Uh, and that's something that I just really appreciate. Uh, and now that I've been like a bad guy, uh, it's really fun. And there's actually like a great rune. There's a boss when you beat him. Uh, he gives you like extra runes if you invade. That's his power. Like. Uh, uh, and I'm like, oh, so like you're giving me incentive to be an asshole. Thank you, video game. Like, like if you give me a reason to do something, I'll try it. Uh, and that's what's so fun about this game. There are so many weapons, so many spells, so many different things where I'm just like, I want to try all of it. Like, I don't know when I'm going to stop playing this game. It's insane. Like, I, I've beaten it. And it's like, do you want to start the game over with all of your weapons and your skills, but it's harder? And I'm like, eventually. <laughs> I still have maybe 15, 20 more hours of finding shit. Like I was today trying to find a trying trying to find a talisman to make my dragon spells stronger. Cause I'm just like, I keep trying to get a little bit better. Like there's this one spot um where I keep testing how strong I'm getting. And every time I hit this troll, like my little like attack meter goes up and up and up. And now I finally hit over a thousand damage. And I'm like, yes, I feel like Frieza. It's it's like I feel like a god. It's so fun. That's all I did this week. Uh I was playing it right before this podcast. Like, I just, that's all I want to do. It's so fun. Uh, can you hand me the comics over there? There's two X-Men comics right on top. Give me, give me those two. Yeah, give me that one and give me these. I read, I bought some comics this week. I only read the X-Men once because that's who I am. X-Men Red came out. It's excellent. It's Al, it's, I was going to say Al Ewing. No, it's, uh, 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 it's, uh, Al Ewing. Yeah, it's Al Ewing. It's fantastic. It's Queen of Mars, Storm. She's leader of Araco. She's uh, she's the leader of of like the universe, and like everyone's challenging her because she's like, "You're a lady from 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 Earth. What do you know about struggle?" And she's like, "Bro, I, I, my whole life is struggle." And it's really well written. They're introduced the Fisher King, which is new a Rocky mutant, and we read about a Fisher King in a comic or, that we did in the book club. And I'm just like, "Oh, thinking about mythology. It's really great." Uh, X Men read another new number one. Can't wait to read more X Men. It's great. Bad news, y'all. Marauders number one. By Steve Orlando. Uh, it's fine. Mm. It's got some art that I had. It's the first time in a while that I've had a really, I struggled with the art. Um, it is very much like, and I do not mean this as an insult, Ben specifically. It reminds me of Ruby. It's very anime. It's like the most anime I've seen a Marvel comic be in a while. And the expressions are are super expressive. And it's just not for me. I, I, I think... With everything the X-Men's building, especially after reading uh, X-Men Red, which is just stupendously gorgeous art. And, like, I think it just not might be my style. I don't think it's necessarily bad. Uh, I just did not care for it. And it's the first time in a while that I've had a visceral reaction to art where I'm just like, ooh, uh, if it's the same artist for the whole arc, I might drop it as much as I like Steve Orlando. And, like, honestly, the story wasn't good enough for me to really want to continue it. Uh, it was very much like... We're at, we gather the team. Here's the mission. I'm like, I've read that X-Men story truly a hundred times. So um, we'll see. I had high hopes for it. I'll give it one more issue. But the art just it hurt, kind of hurt me. Um, Real quick, because Grayson brought it up. Yep. Uh, what are our hours in Elden Ring? Because he just got the game. 135. Uh, like 23. I'm um, 68. Ooh, one more hour. Yeah, yeah no, one more hour. One more. I, I have put no time in for two weeks. No, man, you've been busy. I've been busy. Yeah, we, we've we all been busy. I barely, I, I'll go next for, for my week. So unfortunately, I had to cancel my stream on Monday because I had, this week was one of those weeks where it's like, I have a bunch of writing stuff I need to get done. 
And at the same time, when I would sit down to do said writing projects, my brain would decide to switch off and go, lol, what are words? Keyword go, brr. <laughs> was, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was a hard it was a hard week. Uh, a lot of very late nights or very early mornings, but I got it done. I got stuff done and I'm proud of myself for that. And I was actually able, when I finished my stuff, all my stuff on Thursday night, because I told myself I need to get this done by before Friday or so Friday morning, I looked on my uh, Instagram and I saw that my friend Ali side from Australia was playing some Fortnite. So the first video game I played this week was Fortnite with her, her significant other and another friend of theirs in Australia. And I played no Bilbo for the first time, and it was actually pretty fun. I want to play it so bad, but Elden Ring. But yeah, <laughs> exactly, but Elden Ring. So before I get into other stuff like the Elden Ring, um, I want to get into something that we don't normally talk a whole lot, and that's music. I got a new uh, album this week, and I listened to it quite a few times, and it's rad. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't really album. Cool. They did. It's good. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unlimited Love is fantastic. It's very... It's very funky, and normally I don't say. Normally, I, I don't know if this is me just like trying to get with the lingo of people that people use today, but that you can easily vibe to that song. Like I was at work listening to it, and I'm just like constantly bobbing my head to Flea's bass line. The guitar solos are great, and it's just very, it's very funky and very kickback, and it's really, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, black. I mean, Black Summer, that's been on the, the airwaves all over, but I think my other favorite songs are Here After Ever, which is the second track, which is really good. Poster Child is very chill. And I actually really enjoy She's a Lover, These Are the Ways, One Way Traffic, Let Him Cry, and Let Him Cry. Those are all really good songs. I, I don't keep up with... I keep up with, like, modern, quote-unquote, like, pop pop more music. Like, Charlie XCX had her album come out recently, which is very yes. good. Um, but yeah, like I didn't know the Peppers. I like I love the Peppers, but I haven't listened to them really like in a long time. So like they have a good album. It's like oh, I'll listen to that at work. Yeah, I, mean, I still like the Getaway. The Getaway's fine, but there's a lot of songs on Unlimited Love. It's like man, I can easily I could re-listen to this countless times. This is um this is like uh, uh, random access memories for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh, interesting. Okay, different vibes. I've been yeah. listening to the Peacemaker soundtrack. Nice. That's, that's a good soundtrack. Because you want to taste it. it. <laughs> yeah. So besides listening to music and also playing Fortnite, I did also play Elden Ring. But mostly I played Elden Ring last night and today. I played a little bit with my brother. And last night, Ryan, you'd be, you'd be happy with me because I beat the second ancestral spirit all by myself. Took him down. Oh, the the the, the floaty. The moosey, yeah. God, that music is, is it the same music? Is it still the beautiful same music? music? Damn, dude. And best part, Grace and Mag watched me do it. They were they were on my stream when I was playing on a Friday night. Or honestly, if I'm being honest, like I don't think with your schedule, I don't know if I'll ever get there. But like, I'm not doing New Game Plus yet until until I like until I get to get to beat the game with you until you get to that point. Because if I do New Game Plus and it starts you over like at literally everything, and like I'm just gonna like I just want to help you get there. Yeah, I was able to. I was able to. I'm a uh, little baby. It's gonna take me a long time. <laughs> You're a busy boy. 
and I'm a little baby, and it's going to take me a long time. Now, one of the things I'm so excited about with playing with Grayson, and also since I was playing with my brother today, because today my brother and I went through Raya Lucaria. Like, we beat Raya Lucaria. We fought Radigan's Red Dog, and we fought Renala. I love Renala. And, and, dude, we wrecked Renala's shit. Like, Ryan, Did when you and I fought Renala, she, summoned, she was summoning, she was, like, dishing everything out left and right. Dude, we took her out. Ease her second form, her super hard form. Oh no, she was done in like 30 seconds. It's because you're a pro gamer now. I don't know what we did, but we just wrecked her like straight up. Did she summon a dragon? Nope, not she didn't summon a single thing when we cut when we took her down. It's too spicy, it's too too lucky. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, pretty much everything that Ryan's saying about Elden Ring is true. I'm really excited to go back and play with Grayson so I can show him all the great stuff and like go through all the hack homes and dungeons. It's it's super fun. Oh, I want to uh, real quick. Sorry, Matt. I, I want to talk about like, I was thinking about like, why do I love Elden Ring so much? And I'm like, uh, on this podcast specifically, like we talk about narrative games a lot because it's taken video games a long time to get to the point where they get like treated with respect. It's mostly because I've had really terrible stories. And now we're at a point where like we get cinematic shit on the daily. Like every couple of weeks, there is some new hot shit coming out, right? We forget like it's video games, but sometimes we forget that they're video games. And the thing about Elden Ring is, it is one of the best video games ever made. Mm-hmm. It could have less story, more story, but the thing is, like, I just want to play that game nonstop. The thing is about, like, like I love Uncharted. That's a 12-hour experience, and, like, I'll get the same thing if I do. It's, like, it's not going to be any different if yeah. I play Uncharted again, right? Elden Ring, I can play that game a hundred different ra- ways for literally a thousand hours. Like, and I can do it, and, like, yeah, I'm finding the same bosses, but, like, every time I do it is a different way to do it. Right. And I'm just, like... Oh man, like sometimes I get so wrapped up in like narrative. I'm like, I forget, like, I just video games are video games. And like this really made me unlock, like, I just want to play hard games again. I used to love it reminds me, Ben, like you're the retro guy. Like, it reminds me of old school games that don't explain shit. Those Castlevania nope. games, I trade, they don't explain shit to you. You just have to play nope. the game and learn it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's how video games used to be. And I'm like, oh yeah, video games are good. Oh my this god. This is very much like a Met- like a Super Metroid where the game, like Super Metroid, it drops you into a planet doesn't tell you anything doesn't tell you go that way it doesn't give you any semblance of that i mean elden ring it does give you like hey maybe go that but it does but but here's the thing about elden ring that's so good though it may say hey go in that ish direction but doesn't force you to go in that ish direction it's like yeah you can you could go that way but there may be some cool shit over there that can help you you never know and i'm not going to tell you so yeah, Elder Ring. I mean, yes, Elder Ring is great. I cannot wait to play more. I'm probably gonna be playing more tonight because I hate myself and I do that. But I also bought comic books today, guys. I went and I got comic books. Um, obviously, I got the Sonic the Hedgehog two prequel that I haven't read. But I also got something that I thought I was gonna trade weight for, and when I saw it at the store, I kept thinking about it. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna get it now. And I got the Dark Knights of Steel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got I have the first little like one through three book, and also I have issues four and five as well. Because I mean, there's this really cool variant cover of issue one with Batman on a on a horse on like a with him being like the Black Knight. It was very Arthurian and kick ass looking, and I was like, that looks so rad. I didn't get the variant cover, but I'm like, man, I really want to read this book. And I was talking to the the store shop the the shopkeeper. And he was like, this is some like some of the best DC stuff I've ever read. And it's not even close to being canon. I'm like, that's a hey, Tom Taylor. He knows what he's doing when he goes outside the canon. And I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, that dude, that dude excels. And just like, just let me tell a story. And like, yeah. and like, okay, you got it, dude. Yeah. yeah. So but, I picked uh, up. 
stoked. I'm really excited for DC's three. Like super stoked for DC's three. Yeah. Yeah. So I picked up a uh, Dark Knights of Steel, and I'm trying to think what else did I do besides freak out at a Sonic the Hedgehog movie yesterday with my friends. Um, no, that's pretty. That's pretty much all the nerd stuff. Oh, I created TikTok. That's the other thing I was gonna mention. I yeah. am finally part of the of the TikTok algorithm. So same thing, same username as all my other socials, Ben Magnet 27. Um, I got like three videos up there right now. So I'll be adding more soon. Are they, yeah. are they video game based? I'm guessing some of them are, and there might be something about me bitching and moaning about my management work because that was definitely on my mind this week. Mm. Definitely don't mention any names. <laughs> no names will be mentioned. That's their Tom. Um, full disclosure. I've been considering doing a, a fake nerds TikTok just to get some clips up on TikTok of the show, but I don't have the time for that. So, um, so, so we'll be, sh- I'll be sharing Ben's, uh, Ben's post once he figures out how to put them on Instagram. Um, okay. My turn then. Where do I want to start? I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. I'll start there. No, you know what? I'll start. I'll eat the broccoli first. I went to see Uncharted. Um, I, I I kind of still wanted to even he- after hearing the, the not wanted to, yeah I guess I wanted to like you wanted to you went to go yeah. see it you wanted to yeah I felt like watching something di- <laughs> I felt like watching something new something different um so, like, so I, something based on an IP no I mean like going to the movies and not just going to Spider Man or going to see the Batman like yeah. I, I I thought about that but I was like you know I want to see something that I haven't seen in theaters right now so it's hard to go to the theater and not put one down to see the batman <laughs> yes it is I've done it um, um so i was uncharted and with low expectations i ended up having a, a pretty good time it's it's got some good laughs um there's some good adventuring it's a really bad uncharted adaptation though and i think i think tom holland's doing okay as nathan drake um he's certainly not the worst choice to do the character he's doing an okay job i'm sure he could get better at doing it mm-hmm. um but my god they got victor sullivan not just even the casting just how they wrote the character all wrong yeah right because they just wrote him like mark Wahlberg. yeah and it's just that was the that was the heartbreaking part you know who they nailed though chloe they they really got chloe down she looked from the trailers like the best it was gonna be the best part yeah um she's in it very little um oh. The kind of the way they write her off is kind of shitty, but uh, yeah, it's it's got some good spectacle. It's an it's a fun adventure film. It's, it doesn't hold a candle to any of the adventure sh- adventure films it's trying to mimic, or even even Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise is better than Uncharted. Um, so like I'm not I'm not I I don't mean to sound so positive with Uncharted, although I feel like I'm probably not as as I feel I am. Um, but yeah, that's all. It's I a saw movie. it. It's a movie. It's a movie. And you know what, what? What takes me off the most about it? We're just never going to get another Uncharted movie. They're not going to make a sequel because it didn't do well. And I know it did all right, but I don't think we're getting that sequel. No, you know what? It'll be better. We'll just get like a great TV show with somebody who actually like knows what they're doing. In a I could years, see probably. the. You're right, because I yeah. was thinking like, well, you can never do a movie again, not for at least yeah, twenty you years. Do, you just do season like arcs of like the like an arc and adventure, like yeah. yeah. Boy, I had no idea how much of Drake's character changed if you add Sam in from the beginning of the of of the story. 
it like doesn't it take away like all of his agency because now he's just all doing stuff just because of his brother yeah cool i'm never gonna see this movie like i i, I just like it was so strange to me because like at first i was like well okay well mentioning nate uh, mentioning sam does kind of make sense he was a late addition to the game he'd be in the time period that we're talking about sure whatever but the fact that sam doesn't grow up with nate and doesn't leave him like betray him and like that changed everything like nate's whole thing was i have to do this for my brother sam i have to go find my brother sam and it's like no (laughs) and like sully is like sam's the best guy i ever knew and i'm like in the game sully hated sam (laughs) yeah it's like because sam comes back into nate's life in the fourth game and sully sully is the one who's like this is a mistake he's a bad influence on you no he's family he's gonna it's gonna be fine i promise it wasn't fine yeah uh, uh grayson's comment if you'd mind if you don't yeah, mind yeah. did you see the nathan fillion one i did enjoy yeah. that it's a short yeah. film it's real good um people are saying that nathan fillion should still play nathan the drake no he's too old um if, if you like it wouldn't if you want to do old man drake sure sure but like i let's just do the character first get it right yeah um i could see a tv show getting maybe an unknown old man drake get brendan Fraser. No, no. Then I just want just to get make the mummy. Yeah, you just make the mummy, mummy again. Old man, mummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> old man. I was gonna call it old man mummy, but old man Brandon Fraser in a mummy movie that takes place during the forties. Oh, I old can dig that. Uh, it's probably fifties by now, right? Yeah, give it twenty. It'd be, it'd be yeah. about fifties. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it took place in the twenties when it first started, right? Or was that the tens? It's the. I don't know. Is it nineteen twenty or nineteen ten? It's been twenty years. You got to make it twenty years. Whatever. We'll just, yeah. You know what? We'll How, about it. It. How about this? Well, the third. The third film is definitely after World War Two. Okay, so fifties then, maybe, yeah, or maybe sixties. Okay. Who knows? Yeah, this, know. this is a tangent. <laughs> um, it's a fun tangent. I like talking about the Mummy. And you know what? You know what that means? It just means I need to sit down and rewatch the Mummy again because that film is. Oh my god! Everything is video games today. Is it? Oh. Yeah, for me. So I also watched Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Mm-hmm. I wanted to refresh. I hadn't seen it since theaters. Um, really solid flick. It's still weird to me that they adapted it the way they did. It certainly paid off with the film that we're talking about today. Um, but yeah, it's 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 got some good laughs. I like the character of Sonic. I like James Marsden. Good stuff. Makes me so happy to hear you say that. I mean, I liked it when I first saw it. It's just it didn't oh, really do a lot for me. And now that I'm kind of invested through the second film, like it, it, it does give me some more interest in going back to the first one. Still, just makes me happy. I watched the latest episode of Halo, another video game property. Um, I watched the latest episode of Halo. Uh, so it's episode three, and I'm starting to kind of see. I'm not saying we're cooking with gas. But we're we're co- we're we're trying to light the lighter and we're doing okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I can kind of see the vision now. Not visions. A, visions a strong word. I can kind of see like where they want to go with it and kind of making it stand apart from the fir- from the first game. Um, they introduced Cortana in this latest episode, and there's an interesting change where he, where she's now in his skin. So like the the upgrade was made within his own body instead of the helmet. That's not. A, I don't hate that change. That's fine. I'm not saying I did. I'm just no, saying, no, no. I just like, I'm just saying like that's a change. That's like oh, that's like I don't. That's a cool change. That's well, cool. they did it because they did it because if you're not going to have Master Chief in his helmet, you need to have Cortana with him at all times. How do you do that? You put it in the skin. I get it. it makes sense. Um, Cortana is also life size. I did not. I was not prepared for that when she shows up oh. just next to Master Chief, and I'm like, mm, okay. Does she still look weird? 
Yeah, she looks a little weird. Okay. She has more blue though, so you know they did listen to us in one way. That's all. At least I think I go back and change that one in post, just like saturate, saturate, saturate. Um. Yeah. So and so her being life size is interesting. Um. But they do this thing where where Master Chief gets completely butt naked. Um. And he takes out the this like uh, inhibitor in his back, which is stopping him from feeling so all feeling so he's that's why he's been an unfeeling kind of spartan um he can't taste he can't experience senses in the same way that we do and bokeen woodbine says i took mine out and opened up this world you don't even know what an apple tastes like you should do that and so that kind of gets him thinking because the 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 ring is calling to him is already thinking about his past life and so he decides so, so there's this interesting scene where he's experiencing things for for the first time and cortana is kind of walking him through it it's actually pretty good um, I feel like this should have been the first episode. Kind of, you could have compacted the first two and made it just kind of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there would have been a stronger beginning to the show. I can see a world where the first season ends really strong, though. And I'm happy about that. Well, we're definitely getting that season two, so I'd hope it leans into a better direction. Yeah. Uh, I also found out something interesting about the hunters. I had no idea that the hunters were were just a colony of worms. I thought they were just one giant like spindly dude. Um, and so like the what we thought was the flood in the trailer, the the girl following like the 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 the, the flood like things. That's a hunter. The hunter just like made himself into worms and started attacking a UNSC ship. Hmm. And I thought that was kind of a cool scene. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm I was happy with the latest episode. Hopefully, it, you know, if it gets better. Or if it stays this way, I could be happy with the full season. I've heard people like this third episode, so like that is yeah, that is hopeful. And then I played Halo Infinite. <laughs> Yay! Um, I decided to get. I've been interested in playing it for a while after the good word of mouth from Ryan and other people, obviously trying to play it. But that was, that was months ago, and and so I was kind of okay with not. What am I? Did you play it? Yeah, chopped Halo. Oh, liver. okay. I mean, I didn't get as far as him, but I played it. Okay, I'm so sorry. Then you, then you as well. Everybody, everybody said some nice things. I was interested, um, but in order for me to play it, I, I didn't want to buy the game. I just wanted to go through Game Pass, so I finally did Game Pass. Got a dollar for the first month when we signed up. Hell of a deal. Um, so I start. So I downloaded Halo Infinite, and so and yeah, it's really fun. I, I wasn't. I was happy to to kind of be in the Halo world that I was familiar with with uh, after coming from the show and like you know there's there's Master Chief as I know him and and and, and not Cortana um cuz they introduced a new AI weapon Nobana um yeah it's got it's got a really fun gameplay I'm really liking the story it's I I'm a little confused about the story even though I like it uh because of the 6 month time jump I'm sure they'll fill in the 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 the, the gaps not really oh, Oh no! <laughs> um, I'll tell you what the story doesn't. It's not the best part of the game. Well, but it's but certainly no five. That's what I. That's what I come through for Halo is the story. I got really invested in the story, um, and and a lot of a lot of my confusion comes to the fact that I don't remember five that well. And I know they do erase some things, but like I mean, they don't mention some things, but there is some things. Also, I never played Halo Wars 2, and there's so a character the thing, that I like, keep talking about that's from Halo Wars 2. Yeah, Halo 5 isn't as significant as Halo Wars 2 is. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, which is cool for canon reasons, but like, yeah. we didn't know that. 
Yeah, like Halo Wars 2, that's the strategic game for those of you who don't know. Yeah, Kingdom way different Hearts than any of the Halos. It is Kingdom Hearts rules, 100%, yeah. Um, but the gameplay is super fun. I really like how they how they kind of beefed up Master Chief to make him quicker. Uh, that grapple hook is great. Um, it's it's uh, all the new enemy designs are fun. Um, and I'm and I'm interested in the story and I like the interplay with the weapon uh, and Master Chief. I think she's a fun character. And one of the things that I really like carrying over from four is that Master Chief's guilt over Cortana. I'm glad that they're leaning more into that because the first game, the, the fifth game told us they were. And then when Locke was like, yeah, we're going to we're going to go kill Cortana. You can't come with us because you don't want to do that. Right. And Master Chief's like, no, I want to kill her, too. Let's go. I was like, what the hell are we doing this for then? Hashtag face the truth. But this one is like I, you know, I failed. I di- I couldn't bring myself to destroy her. Um, I like it. It's a good game. I'm playing a lot of it. I got a month to finish it because I can't afford full Game Pass. You got plenty of time. Yeah, I'm sure. The 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 talking about a lot about open world like Legos and and Elden Ring. I think the open world is fine. It's well designed. I kind of miss the variety of the designs of the of the first Halo or the first three Halo games especially because you know well, like you can get dropped into a snow region a mountain region a grassy region like there is but with this halo game it's just the one kind of fine normal region with a lot of roads yeah, yeah. we we talked about it uh at dinner but for, for the mm-hmm. listeners uh halo infinite had a very troubled production the game was almost cut in half to meet its deadline and the game came out really good like the half of the game we got's really good you can tell there's not a lot of variety and like yeah Brandon, you've done probably uh, uh, some of the side mission stuff. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of variety there either. So you've done, yeah. that's that's what you're doing the entire game. So if you like doing that, which I did, you're going to have a good time. But like the variety isn't there as much as like other open world games. Yeah, the game the gameplay is fun enough that it does keep you engaged. But there is a sense of, of, of kind of, we're doing the same thing over again, even within the narrative. Um, you know, you do some of the, just, just the you, you got to, you get to an open world area and then there are three three waypoints you got to get to and you got to travel to each waypoint and you can do them in whatever order it's like cool that's fine there's like cosmetics for multiplayer there's like spartan course to level up which are really important there's audio logs that don't that that could help fill in some story gaps if you want to go look for them but there's nothing really populating the world except for just covenant you got to kill yeah um and that's i understand the crunch time and that so it's not really a criticism it's just it, open world halo i was kind of hoping for more yeah, I, I agree. That's it. That's my week. Beautiful. Shall we get into our bread and butter then? It's chili dog time. All right. Not sad news up top this week. Oh. Yay. Nobody died. Yay. As far as we know. As far as we know. I mean, there's still a war happening, and I feel bad for all of those people, but yes. no celebrities died. <laughs> mm-hmm. Will Smith's career died. What? Ooh. No, not yeah. talking about that. No, Lakers fans. <laughs> I'm sorry. It it flew, it flew through my mind. And I was like, "That's a good thing to say." And then right when I said it, I was like, "No, it wasn't." <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Quick, quickly, speaking uh, that, Lakers fans' hopes and dreams died last week. They got knocked out. Oh no! Oh, no, Lakers sports. R.I.P. Lakers fans. All right, Orphan Black though. Uh, who here watched Orphan Black? Him. This guy. Me. I did it. It was me. <laughs> it's so uh, good, y'all. I hope when She-Hulk comes out, y'all are like, yo, I gotta go back and watch Orphan Black, because that shit is great. <laughs> well, we got more stuff coming. So. Well, it's coming, coming back. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Orphan Black Echoes, a 10-episode follow-up series written and executive produced by Anne, Anna Fishko. John Fawcett, who is the creator and executive producer of the first series, will return as an executive producer and a director for the series. Beautiful. Everyone's coming back. Yeah, this is wild. I'm surprised they're doing it, but like, it's cool. Um, I'm very curious how much of the ancillary materials will remain canon. I have to imagine that the audiobook podcast series will. I forget which one it's classified as, but um, because I've had Maslani and everybody still reprising their roles and everything. So I'm like, that's gotta still be important canon. Mm -hmm. um, and th those things were made post-show. Um, mm -hmm. So there's like some comics and stuff that were like filling in a lot of story beats. So uh, I I hope that those details are still incorporated into where we're I going. I remember that there Good was stuff. a comic. I remember that there was a comic because of Lootbox. Yeah, I believe there's, I believe there's three. I've only read two. Yeah. Um, it's going to follow... So this series will follow a young group, uh, a group of young women, in the near future, who are seemingly drawn together as they each try to figure out the mystery surrounding their identity. Mm. I love Moon Knight. And we'll explore the theme of scientific manipulation of human existence, which I thought was a fun line, cool. so I decided cool. to write it. So they're kind of like doing it again. Yeah, sounds like I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah, sounded like that. That's that's how it starts. Is it starts with like. Maslani playing characters who suddenly realize that there are there's someone who looks just like her and then realizing there's another someone who looks just like her it's and then happening. and then like kind of putting to get together because like when the show starts like it's like oh was I is this my because they're they were adopted mm -hmm. and they all know that so they're like oh did I was I I had a sister but then it becomes something much more sister. much more terrifying and dramatic orphany uh no cast has been announced yet so cool um yeah i really like that show it's a really solid show awesome opportunity for a new actor to take on what maslani did with the original um playing multiple roles so that's cool yeah yeah cameo time for her though probably yeah oh, yeah lock and key was announced to be ending with season three i i thought this had already happened but i guess i was wrong i think um, we assumed but i don't think it was ever officially stated it's a good call. Uh, I think better to go out just strong right now, especially like with the, the unfortunately low amount of buzz for season two. Even yeah, though it was like solid as shit. At least it got three. That's, I am glad nice. that it has yeah. three. Um, man, I want to tell you guys who the bad guy is in for season three. Um, Bill. Bill. I will watch it. Murray. I just want to tell you who the actor is because they introduced him in season two. And no, like, don't. Because I'll watch it eventually. Man, you're going to know. You're going to know pretty quickly who it is. Um, Edward, I'm so excited, guys. Sherlock Holmes is getting two HBO Max scripted series, executive produced by it. Robert Downey Jr. I don't believe it because it's been getting a third movie for like a decade. <laughs> I think that's what this is turning into because I, Robert's I like, think, I'm not doing that movie. I think Downey is looking at this as saying that that movie's never happening. So he's, and they have said that. There is a possibility that he'll return as Sherlock Holmes for one of these shows. Um, rather than saying, like, he's not going to do this, it's still be kind of being worked out if that's what the story is. Well, I don't believe you! Uh, so wait, what's the story about if he's not coming back as Sherlock Holmes? It would probably be about a side Sherlock Holmes character in Conan Doyle's... Uh, <laughs> Well, remember there was that there was that group of... He wouldn't know this, and but the, there's this group of kids that Sherlock Holmes uses... Uh, to have like a network around town. No, I know. 
Well, they got a movie. They get, they got a show. They had a show. We could do that again, but with this. Yeah, but what? I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They got yeah. a show. Why are we doing this? I just uh, want one more movie, so it's a nice trilogy. Me too. Of the guy Richie Sherlock Holmes, or <laughs> we extend it because because Robert's not gonna make a movie. <laughs> He's well, he, no, he's Doesn't doing he Parker. He's doing Parker. Yeah. So no, he's, he's doing movies. Oh, I mean, he doesn't want to do this movie. I think he wants to do this movie, and that's what's happening. He's turning the. He's, he knows he can get the show made, so he was. He's moving. It, is, into a it show. has not been clear why a third movie has not been made, but yeah. Uh, there was talk that really they hired. Know. They hired a director. The guy who directed Rocket Man. Yeah. I remember what you mentioning there? that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah, uh, I mean, if he's not in it, I don't know what the point is. I mean, truthfully, I don't particularly care if he's not in it. If it's not even connected to that franchise, I also agree with you. I want a third movie. Um, but if he's doing one of these, I'll certainly ch- tune in for that. Yeah, I mean, like, there's cool, there's definitely cool Sherlock Holmes stuff out there. Yeah. Um, I just, if we're not going back to that world, I don't know why we're revisiting the pile. Like, there's, there's, Plenty of other things. There's Nola Holmes out there. I was living about to say, Nola uh, Holmes is getting a sequel. And honestly, Elementary. Watson. Hmm. Yeah, Watson. I'm excited for that new Nola Holmes movie. Me too. This is just for me. Star Trek Picard, the entire season three. So season three is returning the entire Next Generation cast. You were so happy on Twitter when this was announced. I'm so excited. When I saw that, I... I think this will probably take Ryan to Picard. I mean, I, I, I love Next Generation, but like... uh. How many more episodes does Picard have? Uh, so we're finished. You got four episodes of season two, and then season three will be ten. So fourteen. Yeah, so it's, 10 it's it's just interesting that like the season's not even done. You're like, wow, look who we're bringing back next season. That was weird because th- so what happened this week? So there was Mission Chicago, which was kind of the big convention for Star Trek, and they they, they showed a lower decks teaser. It looks great. Um, but before that was First Contact Day, which is traditionally the day that Vulcans make first contact human race who cares um in 2063 um so he april 5th right yeah so he uh decided to and he i mean like the showrunner decided to release that news for first contact day but at the time of the news release you were only halfway done with picard now you're over halfway done so it was a weird time to be like by the way i know the season's not done yet but really get excited for the next season cool at least like it's happening and, like, yeah. and we do know that all the actors know they're returning this time right <laughs> yes this isn't like the chris pine star trek films no this is uh all the actors posted on they've like they've filmed already i i'm just being cheeky i know i remember that the chris pine thing i'm the dialogue there when i was watching that trailer i i i, I saw that and i was watching the trailer and like i started hearing the dialogue and i'm like this is new dialogue this isn't recycled dialogue Oh my god, they're back! And then, like, I just like ting- like tingles up my spine. I get so excited. I really and like the season of Picard. Is I'm it- happy for you. Yeah, uh, and it's like it's like uh, pretty much almost everyone. I'm like that is pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah it is. It is the the main cast. Yeah. Um, Brent Spiner will. Russia. Ben Spi- uh, Brent Spiner will not play Data, so I'm interested to know who he's going to play. No, Will Wallace Wheaton, William Wheaton. I don't know if that's true. Doesn't seem like it. He doesn't seem like it. He doesn't seem to know. I think I think he's I think they're playing cheeky. 
They, with with him with him. the 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 fandom like once this once the thing was announced like the fandom went crazy like where's will wheaton and so like will wheaton is a like is a popular star trek character because he was the entry point for a lot of kids he's also the most annoying character for a lot of people yeah <laughs> but there's a lot of revisionist history that happens in fandom look no further than the star wars fandom uh, that's true so they won't admit it anymore yeah i i think he shows up because I think everyone that Picard has known in his life is showing up in this season because it's his last, and I'm he's pretty sure he's dying. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He could be like a cameo. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And the these guys are like the main cast. Like, we're doing Next Generation Season 8, essentially. Curious what the story reason is to bring back every single one of them. Quite frankly, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Yeah. The fact that the first episode had to shoot... The first episode of Picard is like, so who are you going to call? Jordy, Riker, whatever? And he's like, no, they, you know, they'll come. They'll do whatever I ask them to, but I can't do that. And I'm like... Yes, really? <laughs> we don't have the budget for it yet. Exactly. And like now they do. So, um, I like the main, I like the main cast of Picard, too. Um, so I, I hope that they don't get sidelined for this, even though I'm excited for this. <sighs> Comic books. I like them. I bought some today. Makes me happy. Do we want to talk about Webtoons? Yes. Sure. This is great. I I enjoy Webtoons. Webtoons is awesome. DC has announced their next three Webtoons comics. Vixen, New York City, Red Hood Outlaws, and Satana and the Ripper. I have details of all of these if you guys want me to read them. No. Okay. (laughs) I just think that's Uh, great. Specifically yeah. because we're gonna get like the first great Red Hood book in like fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know where he is right now. Oh, Robbins. Um, one fifth of a good book. Wait, who who's been writing Red Hood for years? Well, it was Scott it was Liddell. Scott, he wrote Scott it Liddell for that's, a decade. That's the name I was looking. The uh, the Zatanna and the Ripper one sounds really interesting. So it's Zatanna going back to eighteen hundred with John Constantine to fight Jack the Ripper. That one is awesome. I just. Mm-hmm. I love, like, I'm not caught up, but that Bat- Batman Wayne Adventures book is just so charming and fun. And, like, that DC is just allowing this. Red Hood is such, I did not expect this to be such an, like, such a choice, uh, such an early choice. Because, like, Red Hood is, like, he's the guy who kills people. Like, that's what people know him as, right? So mm-hmm. that he's getting his own book is, like, man, like, they're going to, they can do anything on Webtoons. Like, I think that's, that's fantastic. Uh, it's just good. It's just good for comic readers. And it's good, free. It's good, all free. Good potential. Yeah. Any, good potential, yeah. any uh, release dates yet or No. Uh, well, um, Vixen is out in May, and then okay. they'll roll out throughout the summer. I'm right. happy that Vixen's getting a little more love. Yeah, because yeah. I, I honestly expected more comic Vixen love when they were like making the push with the Arrowverse, and mm-hmm. then it just mm-hmm. kind of dwindled out and died in Legends of Tomorrow. Unfortunately, I like Legends that, is where you get the most Vixen play, 100, and it was great. And I'm glad and it's not I'm even the same Vixen, huh? It's not even the same Vixen. No, it's her ancestor. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still it's still cool. Moving on to Superman Space Age. This is from Mark Russell and Mike Allred. It's going to be a yes. three issue prestige series. So ten dollar issues. Mm-hmm. Um this is so this is going to start in the uh Space Age, uh, you know, what's commonly known as the Space Age. Superman reveals himself to the world and then we go on from there decade by decade. 60s, everybody. So Ooh. Superman life story. Yeah, pretty it's, much. It's life story, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I am yeah, I'm down. Russell is the guy who did that for Marvel. So right. like why, why sure. not just do it? For sure. So, Marvel, yeah, he did the he's doing the Fantastic Four one. Yep. Well the Fantastic Four life story hasn't come out yet, right? 
No, it's not in trade and single, yeah. in, not in trade single issues. Yeah, mm. I bought it. I mean, I have Marvel Unlimited, but also wait for the trade. All right, I'll... I mean, I have Marvel Unlimited. Three now. of them are on Marvel Unlimited right now, Ben, because it's a three-month so cycle. It, it just recently finished. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, Superman Space Shades because we we all read Spider Man Life Story for the book club. I'm looking forward to Fantastic Four, and if we got something like this. I always I kind of really like seeing when them taking Superman back in time, kind of like what Gene uh, Yuan Yang Luen Gene yeah, Yang did yeah. for for uh, Superman Smashes the Clan. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, uh, Mike Allred is such like such an insane artist. Like he's visually like pops. Like he did uh one of the only really great Dan Slott books, so his Silver Surfer run. Mm-hmm. Uh, like very vibrant, like mad colors. And he, Superman is not a character that he traditionally gets to draw. Um, so it's really cool. Uh, and like this, like this prestige format, just like it's not black label, but like it's you can just do whatever you want with this character. So it's like I'm very I'm very excited for this. It's yeah, going to be a goofy-looking Superman. I'm really excited. Mark Russell has done some of the best comics modern day. Uh, the Flintstones, Snagglepuss. So, yeah. like, yeah, I'm totally down for this. He drew that Snagglepuss book? He, he wrote. wrote oh, he wrote the Snagglepuss book. Mike Allred, if you're thinking about Mike Allred, he's the artist. Mark oh. Russell is the writer. That's such a good Snagglepuss book. It's true. All of it. Okay. This happened on Saturday. But Brie Larson... Been announced to be to have joined Fast Ten, your seatbelts. Yeah, she's joining. Uh, we didn't really talk about it, but like, uh, I, I think we did like briefly. briefly. Uh, but Daniela Melchior, Ratcatcher mm. Two from the Suicide Squad, also there with Jason Momoa as the other new cast member. The villain. Uh, man, great cast. Very. Fast. I'm so happy for her having rewatched the Suicide Squad recently. I'm like, man, she's so good. I'm so excited. Yeah, she was. Yeah, good. I'm really excited for Daniela Melchior, but yeah, Brie Larson is great i love her um i'm super excited to see her in this franchise as definitely brian's sister you think yeah i mm. believe it i put I, I make that bet too interesting I, interesting I, call i i i understand the lore implications and everything but i i feel like she might just be like a cool lady i think this well, late into the series i don't know I, I think I think at this point because did the brother thing with the last movie, right? I think what Vin Diesel thinks he needs to do is he's trying to fill that hole that Paul Walker has left him, and he just keeps putting in characters into that hole uh, until there's just more characters. Well, like, and nobody said John Cena's in Fast Ten, but he's in Fast Ten. Yes, be. that's true. He's so, he's in these last movies, like he's back for sure. Yeah, um, I I am I, I I'm really excited to see uh, Brie Larson in this. She's the third Oscar. Oscar winner to be in this franchise. Oh yeah. There's only three wow. there's only three Oscar winners in this franchise. Wow. Who are the other two? Um Charlize Theron. Okay. And Helen Mirren. Yep. Yeah. Oh look at interestingly, interestingly Jason Statham doesn't have an Oscar. Look at those ladies go. Interestingly, I did not know that Kurt Russell did not have an Oscar. Oh, not yet. Never told um, yeah, so yeah, all the all the, the the three ladies that were added. Ooh, I hope we get Kurt Russell back. Mr. Yeah, Nobody. Wait, I thought he died. No, his plane went down. We never saw a body. No, he died. Didn't he? Oh, wait, no, he didn't die. His plane went down. We never saw a body. There was no body there. <clears throat> What's the next story, Brandon? I assume he's not dead. 
look, like we didn't see a body. No, you're right. Look, look, if, if saw Han's body, alive, we saw Han's body, and yeah, he's yeah, alive, so true. anybody can be back. Also, look, doesn't he have like a little shtick that every time Mister Nobody is in a movie, something happens, and we never see him for the rest of the film, but he just pops back up in the next movie, like that. Everything's fine. Like, yes, I still, want, I still want little Nobody back too. Oh, Scott Speedman, Scott Eastwood, yeah. Scott Eastwood, Scott. Eastwood. That was. That was another Brian uh, replacement. So every movie he's been trying to replace Brian. Can't can't fill that Brian hole. I mean, John Cena fits the the like thematic purpose of what Brian is for for him for pretty Vinny, well. For I, I think they should just keep that and then do other things. Yeah. Uh, either way, that's really exciting. Very tasteful, excited. tasteful ending F nine. Good job on the Brian. Yeah. Car appearance. I am uh, I am surprised at how excited I am to see Brie Larson behind the wheel of a car. Oh, baby. She don't kill it. Oh, she I'm, had I'm excited to watch Brie Larson and Danielle Melchior kick Jason Momoa's butt. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, she has been doing those Nissan commercials, so maybe that's... You fun. know the kind of shot I mean, though. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, the, there's the specific John Show Fast and Furious shot that I'm like, I can't wait to see that, but with Brie <laughs> Larson. <laughs> okay. Trailers. Oh. Yeah, short news week. Yeah. Uh, Roar. Roar! Yeah, this looks great. I was... like anthologies when I watch them. Sparks, you really liked Glow. I loved Glow. Don't Same guys. It. Great show. I I saw. Yeah, real happy about it. Um, uh, two of the lead ladies from Glow are in here. Um, this looks awesome. I'm I'm happy for this. This yeah. looks really cool and inventive. I mm-hmm. like it. And like, it's like, it's a genre show about like. What if a woman was put on a pedestal and like her husband literally like puts her on a pedestal yeah. or like was God, what was the other one? What's the mother? Daniel Dink Kim. Who there's, yes, uh, there's a lot there's, of people. There's in the there. one where like uh, she she can't say anything uh, in the spaces of men, even though like she's she's yes. wanting to. They're they're like it's almost like a Twilight Zone, yeah. but like centered on like like female uh, appearances and like definitely like thematic representations of how yeah. women are treated in our society. It's very uh, stylish. Man, guys, Glow is so good. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. To, I want people to go watch Glow. It's so fantastic. Um, real happy that they're getting something like this off the ground is great. Uh, we still should have gotten season four of Glow. We were robbed. We were robbed. We were robbed. Uh, but here we are. This looks cool. Yeah. Thanks, Apple, for picking this up. Apple, they're they're killing it recently. Got it. I'm gonna have to watch something eventually. Crush. I was surprised you put this on here just because I didn't think it really. Uh... It didn't. I was. I was. I went back and forth a lot with it, but I wanted to put it on because uh, Rowena Blanchard from Girlman's World. Rowan Blanchard. Uh, from uh, yeah, World. I mean, like, yeah, I, I I really enjoy her. I'm I'm stoked that she's doing this. Um, uh, she's very good. I, I figured like we can talk about Moxie. We can talk about this. Um, uh, yeah, I, this looks this looks very good. It's also um, Ali Cavajo, uh, the voice of Moana, is the other main girl. Right. Oh. Um, yeah, this looks really cool. I also told Ryan that I just learned today that Rowan Blanchard is apparently in Snowpiercer. Um, oh. Because I saw a picture of her in season three, and I'm like, oh, season three. Dang, gotta watch some Snowpiercer, guys. I know every season that passes, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch that show. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. This looks really cool. This looks really thoughtful and well made, and uh, I'm glad that Disney is still allowing Hulu to be a space where this storytelling can happen. Yeah, yeah. I was really surprised because I have not seen Rowan Blanchard since Girlmates World, and like, I like that show. She's not very good in it, um, but that does kind of fit the show and her father. Um, but uh, so, like, 
He looked at me funny. Sparks, you stripped me. You tripped me up. I just didn't think that she was not good in that. She's I not mean, as good as Sabrina Carpenter. I'll grant you that. Yeah, um, I'll take that one. But it looked. She looked really good. Her acting was really good in this one. In this trailer, I was really impressed because uh, the last time I saw it was Wrinkle in Time. Um, oh, she, oh, she's wow. the bully in that. That's right. Oh, God, I forgot all about years that. ago. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. I saw everyone's face go Oprah. back to the past. I think a big Oprah. That's all I think about that movie. Big Oprah. Big um, Oprah and uh, um, Mindy Kaling nope. talking in quotes. Nope, I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't believe you. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this because the also the um, okay. the sister from Love Victor is uh, one of the other girls. Oh, cool. She's cool. It does seem like a, like a charming. Uh, uh, young young adult show, yeah, and queer focus, which yeah. is great, absolutely. Marcel the shell with shoes on. Um, right. I, hold up, before we, we, I gotta get something off my chest real quick. The second I saw the A twenty four logo, my brain instantly went, "Okay, how are they gonna take this adorable, cute looking shell with an yep. eye on shoes and turn it into something horrific, eldritch horror? What are they gonna do?" Hundred percent. And then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, "This is the most wholesome crap I've seen in a very, very long time." Yeah. Are you not familiar with Marcella Shell? No, on? I am. No. Oh, no. Okay, okay. No, it's it's A24's first attempt at like, yeah, what if we didn't do something that scarred people? Yes, exactly. Like it's been like it's their first like family thing. I think it's not their first well attempt, it's, but like I I hear you. They don't uh, on the if you look at their filmography, it is less than normal. Sure. I know, every mature, every, like, every A24 film I have seen or I'm going to see is either some bomb that it's okay. Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's on my docket to watch next weekend. Uh -huh. It looks absolutely crazy and bonkers. I have seen Midsommar. I have seen um, The Vitch. The, the Vitch is A24, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I've seen The the Vitch. Um, Lighthouse. Oh, you didn't see Lighthouse. Wait, I what? saw Lighthouse. No, I haven't, saw, I haven't seen Lighthouse. But every A24 film we've seen just like Sure. it just gives sure. you it's yeah. you, you more than you more than most have been turned to a specific direction of a24 um yeah uh, uh Cut gems that's another one great film it's a, amazing it's, film it's important to remember that a24 is more distributor than studio yes mm -hmm. uh so this is something where um they picked this up out of uh uh interest in in pushing it forward um but this is uh uh megan brought this to my attention because she was sharing that Marcella Shell was at a red carpet for SXSW. And I thought, mm. oh, is this like, I didn't know there was a movie. And I was like, oh, is this like a weird tie-in to everything, everywhere, all at once? Because yeah. I saw that it was A24 posting about it. Yeah. And I'm like, is this a weird tie-in for that because of the googly eye thing? And then uh, and then she was like, no, 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 they're making they're making the movie. And I was like, oh, um, it's super wholesome. It's super sweet. Uh, really like it. Just like it's gonna give you the feel good feelings. What if a little shell, nice. a little shell tried to find its family? Yeah, it's like oh, it's like a journey. I just, I don't, too. I don't really remember when I last saw them. It's just every time that it goes by, my heart gets a little heavier. So Dan, do you know how long it's been? About two years. Oh well, that's nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about that all day. It's very funny. It's utterly delightful. Yeah, I'm um, just so happy to finally. Once, once again, I know they're like you said, they're more distributor than they are studio, but. 
I see the A24 logo. My mind goes to a certain place, but just to ben, watch. Those, the trailers that we discuss on this podcast, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've ever discussed a not freaky no, A24 movie. That's, no, what, I, that's what I mean. That's uh, what I mean. Yeah. Uh, ben, ben, it's totally valid that every time you see A24 pop up, your butthole clenches. <laughs> and that's fine. Um, but yeah, this looks very sweet, very wholesome. If you have any interest in Marcel Shell and you're not familiar, there's plenty of stuff on YouTube you can oh, check yeah. out. I, I, will, looks cool. I will probably check that out because I assume we're probably going to see this movie. Jenny Slate sounds sounds just so, yeah. so adorable. I mean, we, we might not review it, but you could certainly yeah. go see it. Um, I uh, have never heard of Marcel the Shell. Um, nope. So this is kind of a surprise for me. Uh, but this looked very great. I'm kind of in the same vein as like Paddington, kind of that feel good, uh, wholesome movie. You, uh, you would like uh, spending a little bit of a YouTube dive in their short video. So you could just be like, I'm just going to feel good right now. Three minutes. Or sell the show. Feel good. Can I pop up oh. Grace's comment real quick. Sure, sure. <laughs> he says eight twenty four pops up, and I have to hide under the covers. The Northman coming soon. Yeah. Ben's you know, whole punches. We got it. I never thought. I never thought that they were like hide under the covers scary. I always felt that the trailers were kind of just more uncomfortable scary. Mm. Sure. But like more like until... more like vibe scary, less like less like Freddy the Thirteenth scary. Right until the images from those trailers show up in the middle of the night in your room in your mind. Babadoo. Yeah, that's what they do best. Right. Seeing a body flayed out with. We just talked. To be fair, we did like last week. We talked about men, which is also a twenty-four. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Nope. Big <laughs> smiles. Clench. Okay. The Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah, um, man, I love I love that show, and it just looks like, well, what if we made uh, like three episodes at once? Like, what if we okay. made an expensive version of the show? Yeah, cool. Uh, it, it like, like for the Simpsons, a hundred percent. And I'm thinking like, they're really they haven't made a lot of like, there's a lot of Futurama straight to DVD movies that I mm-hmm. that I've watched, but like besides the Simpsons, like I'm surprised Family Guy never got one. That's it, like super surprising to me. I mean, like it was in development for forever, and then just like. And oh, yeah. and uh, it, it wasn't just Family Guy. It was another one of the Fox shows. Also had it, not one of the McFarlane ones, but a different one. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, had a like film deal that didn't never went through. Uh, Adventure Time mm-hmm. famously was supposed to have a theatrical film that never went through. It's it's really weird where like these some of these just never make it across the pond into uh, into the theatrical. And like this movie, plane. it even reminded me like almost like the, like the plot. It kind of reminds me of the Simpsons movie a little bit um which is which is fine it I, just it looks like it looks like a good vehicle of like here's these characters here's the family dealing with it like in the ways that they deal with it and like them coming together as they always do and it's like it's gonna be wholesome fun the simpsons movie did well enough that i was shocked we didn't get more of that especially from the fox crowd especially yeah. with them talking about like doing it with family guy doing it with i'm pretty sure futurama was shopped around at one point doing mm-hmm. it with um now bob's burgers is uh, i'm just kind of surprised bob's burgers is the one i am too. that, that yeah. came all the way through but like good for them yeah, yeah. i, I was I was always surprised that that Family Guy one didn't get through, because it's so po- like I think it's yeah. still popular, it, like less than The Simpsons, but like it's still on. Yeah, I have. I you bring that up, and I'm like, man, I have no gauge about how popular Family Guy is because like I don't see anybody yeah. like resharing yeah. anything about it or anything. Like, Dude, there's I there. Are, I don't know who's there. Still are watching literally it. like a hundred shows that are like the most popular shows on the world that like we have no. It's just out of our NCIS, yeah. like those type of shows, like. They have their audiences. They're all thirty I, years older I than truly, us. I truly, well, that's the thing is, like, I truly wonder if Family Guy's audience like grew just up. grew with them. Yeah, and I don't think that like anybody newer. newer has ever come to the Family Guy pool. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I like I I like Burgers a lot. So yeah. that's good. That's good. I, 
haven't watched it. I wish I wish we did. But it's also like 15 seasons, so yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the latest season. I think at this point, I'm not against know. it, but I'm like the the thing honestly right now when I look at it is like I'm weighing like a long form comedy series I haven't dived into, yeah. like like long running, and I'm like. It's Bob's Burgers or Always Sunny, and I'm probably going to go Always Sunny. Now, I would tell you to pick Always Sunny, too, because that is my favorite TV show of all time. Next uh, to Twin Peaks. Yeah. I wonder if it, this doing successful will get that Family Guy movie or the whatever movie. I think I, I think how the well family, it'll do. I think Family Guy, that was why I kind of like, I, I think Family Guy is like as dead as it's going to be, because I don't, I don't think it gets the numbers of attention to think mm-hmm. it would do that well in theaters. I do think it's like maintaining an audience, but like maintaining, not growing. What's, what what's Fox's streaming service? What do they, do they Disney have Plus. Is it, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, would they do like a Disney Plus Family Guy movie? No, no because uh, Disney doesn't want to take, th- that's one of the things where like Fox television kept that. Yeah. And it didn't go to Disney. Uh, I think it's on Disney Plus in other countries. Family Guy? Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I have no idea. I, not, I don't live in other countries, so neither do I. Oh, Hulu. I'm thinking like they can like Hulu, like put Hulu it on Hulu. Would do it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I think Bob's Burgers has not a hybrid release, but I think it's got a short theatrical window. There's, there's a, it wouldn't shock me to see a Family Guy movie on Hulu, but like a theatrical movie. That's bigger. Like that's a bigger investment, bigger, bigger money. And I don't think Seth MacFarlane wants to do that at all. No, he didn't. I he wished his Family Guy was dead. Oh yeah, he's like in like some. He's wanted to cancel. He's in some like terrible contract, but he's so rich. Like oh my god. Well, he leveraged the Orville. He was like, okay, you give me the Orville though. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Oh, there was one one more thing I wanted to say about about. Oh yeah. Um. Did you see the tweet after the first trailer dropped? Where it was just like. Uh, TV animation, movie animation, and it's just the same picture, just with the shadow line. <laughs> yeah, like with the gloss. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, Return to Monkey Island. Ben, we haven't played these games because these are point-and-click adventures from the early times. We have not, but these, but Monkey Island is one of those games that if you ever that people have said if you only get to play one point-and-click adventure, make sure it's Monkey Island because people say it is amazing and the bees knees. And the creator said he was never going to make another one unless something happened. But apparently that's something happened because he's uh, made more specifically incredible. More specifically, oh, yeah. he said, if I ever make one, I'm going to announce it on April Fool's Day and nobody's going to believe me. Yep. What did he do? <laughs> and everyone believed him. Uh, the, the great thing is, is um, so he, so Ron Gilbert made Monkey, Monkey Alley 1 and 2, and then he left, and then they made a bunch of others after. And people like those other games, uh, but they say they're not as good. Um, he... 10 years ago, made a blog post saying, I will never make another Monkey Island, and here's every single reason why. And if I ever come back, here's everything that will need to happen. And then, and then if you watch the trailer, they make fun of that in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Like, it's always great when a creator gets to come back to the thing that they made and like do something new with it. Uh, it is a sequel to Monkey Island 2, so he's skipping, he's ignoring the other games, which is in tie with everything that happens nowadays, which is really fun and cool. Um, I probably won't play it, but like, it's just I'm always happy that like the, the fans won. Like, if you like this I franchise, love point and click adventures, and I did play Monkey Island. Nice. Um, but I never got around to two, but now I'm motivated. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going I, back to the island. I lie. I I played one, and it was Broken Age, which is a double fine uh, Elijah Wood game about a girl who lives in the past and a boy who lives in the future and how their lives coincide. Really cool. It's the only one I played. I can be pretty cool. I, I've dug a lot of them. Yeah, I just don't have the patience for them. I, I never really played point-and-click adventures. Some of them have looked really interesting. Like, there's this point-and-click called Siberia that I see. I've seen clips yeah. for, thanks to X-Play, that looked really, really good. And there's also King's Myst. Quest oh, was great. 
Oh, um, Telltale games, they are the natural evolution of point-and-click adventures. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because that is you, as a character, moving around exploring stuff. Like, the actual point-and-clicking, I find kind of just boring. Yeah. Uh, point-and-click, like, was something that came to me pretty early on, because I was, like, pretty much my first game experience was because, like, my parents got me, like, the educational mm. kind of game. So, like, yeah, yeah, Pajama, yeah. Pajama wow. Sam, that was my shit. I had a lot <laughs> of, of course Pajama Sam, and Pajama Sam was point-and-click. Um so that's that's kind of thing. I'll always love you, Pajama Sam. Yo, you're the real uh, one. Putt, uh, putt, putt, and Jumpstart for Kids. That was putt, my putt, yeah. Putt, oh, putt Jumpstart for Kids. One. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now you're speaking. Yeah, Jumpstart for Jumpstart for Kids. I remember just getting the second grade one and going to the um, and listening to the same song on the jukebox over and over again. Memories. Uh, those were the it's days. Interesting to see. Actually, it's not interesting. It's good to see Lucasfilm games uh, branching out, not just doing Star Wars. We got the Indiana Jones game coming soon. Not for sure. Soon. Quick little side note: There's another point, a famous Lucasfilm point clicking that a lot of people say that needs a comeback, and that's Grim Fandango. Well, it did have a remaster like a two years ago. Yeah. Hmm. True. But if this does well, maybe it's in the work. in the longevity of our lives. We'll Grim Fandango sequel. will come back. Yeah. Yeah. Everything does. Yep. This is our Kingdom Hearts triptych. Yeah, and... we don't need to spend too much time on the first two. No, um, we don't. They're right. the mobile games. Uh, one of them is coming to an end after a long, long time. It's telling the end of its story. And now the other one is like filling the gap between that and the rest of Kingdom Hearts. So like cool. Yeah. That one like really didn't look super appealing to me personally. The first two, the first two are probably going to get um, like some form of CGI thing later down the line. So I'm not really focused about that one. But the thing I was going to say is that it's always great when I wake up and to see a text message from like, like what Spark said in our group thread is like, Man, what a fucking weekend for Ben, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Not felt this much joy since Sora was announced for Smash. Well, Ben, we should probably say why, because at this point, the audience probably thinks you're talking about these mobile games. No, no, screw the mobile games. Kingdom Hearts 4. Official. It's coming. So yeah. so I was talking to Sparks in the morning. Uh, it took like 12 years for Kingdom Hearts 3 to come out. We're probably not so seeing five plus years. No, no, no. Just, if they are showing not just CGI, they showed gameplay. Mm-hmm. That this, that means this game has been being actually worked on. Mm-hmm. It's not coming out in ten years. It's probably coming out in two to three years. That's really exciting. Uh, then that makes me want to play Kingdom Hearts three and finish it because I played an hour and I was like, and then it yeah, looks yeah. like it's using the Unreal. Engine. And it's so here's the even crazier thing. It is using Unreal Engine four. The actual game will be used using Unreal Engine five, so it'll look even better than it looks in this trailer. And this trailer looked even good, so yeah. it's a good week, Ben. I was so Fanny texted me when when she was on break at work because she says, "Babe, Kingdom Hearts four. I'm like, "Oh, I know, I saw it." And when she came home, we started talking about the trailer. She was like, "It looks so real. It looks completely real." And I'm like, "That yeah, it does look really good. Like that if you... new that new version of Dark Side, that giant Heartless we see Sora fight in the beginning of the game. It looks so good." And it's still like, like the action and the animation are like this is P- this is Kingdom Hearts style combat that we've grown to know and love. So I am just so excited. I also kind of like the new font for the logo. It actually looked really really cool. I'm glad they kept with the uh, Roman numerals like with Final Fantasy. Um, it definitely looks so much more. And there's like story reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually now that because I talked to you in the morning and then going on Twitter, it actually kind of makes sense when you go to other worlds you look different in those worlds in kingdom hearts so yeah, there's yeah. a reason sora looks like a mother effing like final fantasy character right there's a reason he doesn't look like anime sora uh so like i see a lot of people like freaking out saying like oh no is this modern kingdom hearts are they rude like 
guys, give me a break. Settle it's just, down. It's, well, because, well, yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's weird that they would say that because at the end of this trailer is Donald and Goofy, and they look like they did just nicer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, it's just really cool that like it. The realism stuff is interesting because that means that there's probably going to be like Star Wars and Marvel stuff. It's the thing Ben and I have been like curious about it, what they were going to do with it ever since the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 because you see Sora in essentially Tokyo and we were like mm-hmm. what, the, what the F does this mean <laughs> for the he's future? In, he's in the Shibuya crossing and it's like you see the, the you see the dude and you see the dude in the cape. It's like it's basically the beginning of this trailer, right? Yeah. Um yeah it's 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 cool. I think it just means a wider swath of what will be I you're right. Uh, a wider swath of what will be brought to the table for uh Kingdom Hearts for yeah. Um, mm-hmm. certainly the, the two of the most popular franchises in the world, Marvel and Star Wars are realistically on the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it, it'll be, it'll be really interesting. I, I'm, I, it's wild. Um, okay, I, I, it's like, unexpected. Like truly, I did not expect it this soon. Like it's like three years is from like when the last no, game came out, but technically no, Melody and Memory came out in 2019, I think. Oh, actually, yeah, that was two years, three years ago. Never mind. Yeah, no, yeah. Nomura, Nomura kind of made like a a promise that uh, when he was talking about the future of Kingdom Hearts, that like they were going to focus on the next big actual main title game, not a bunch of spinoffs uh, for the consoles. And, it's true. and uh, I, everybody kind of went okay, but twelve years your later. Tetsuya Nomura, everybody knows you say I'm only going to do one spinoff and then do six. Yeah. So um, it's it's not too surprising if they actually held to that that we're going to get an actual main console game again uh because the team has just stayed dedicated to that which yeah. is really great mm-hmm. one of the, the talking about the gameplay that we saw one of the mechanics i'm actually really interested in working on is sora is using the chain on the keyblade to like a grapple essentially yep. or like a, everybody's um, grappling hook, these days like the or like the hook shot from the zelda games and i actually kind of dig that quite oh, yeah. a bit so Give me a little context. What's that thing? What thing? What's, 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 what's the thing? dude? What's the big dude? Oh, what's that's that? well, that's like a classic. That's a classic heartless. Because yeah. it, that thing's in the in the in one of the one of the mobile game trailers we watched. That thing's in every Kingdom Hearts yeah. game. Okay. Yeah, there's it's like the first big boss you ever fight. Yeah, yeah dark. Mm-hmm. That that Handsome. that giant monster is called Dark Side, and you fight him in every single Kingdom Hearts game. Like every main title game, there's a Dark Side variant there somewhere. Xanar. Um. Uh, uh, Grayson's com- latest comment. This yeah. the last one, please. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's freaking out. He also says, "Thank you, Ryan." But four is supposed to be the beginning of a new saga, right? I thought that's what Nomura said a while back. Yes. So yes, four will be the start of the. I have it here. The Lost Master Arc. I gotta find them. Which, um, if you play, I want to talk. Which about really, all, all it means is we're not fighting Xehanort because he's no. dead. Xehanort, <laughs> like dead, dead. That's all it means because you kill him at the end of three. Like it, it's just. We're on a new thing. It's no longer his plan. It's cool. it's a new a new saga. But it's also yeah. but it's also grander because it's tying into the stuff that happened years before Kingdom Hearts One. And you're like, all right, that blonde girl in the trailer, she's like from like one of the mobile games or something, right? Like that's what I saw online. Ben, I don't, I, know I, I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to the mobile games. I trust, I trust nerds on Twitter. It's a girl from a mobile game, which is cool. Cause like when they, they're all Kingdom Hearts is cool. Cause all the lore matters. Like even if you don't play like a mobile game from 10 years ago, it matters. And that right. is, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Kingdom Hearts 4 though. Is that I do cool? own those games. Maybe. Is Actually, it time? Is it time? I, I, yeah. even I, I, I will get through Halo and then one more thing. And then maybe. 
we'll see. Happen. I mean, it luckily, could happen. I mean, luckily, Kingdom Hearts, the first main Kingdom Hearts game, is pretty quick to play through. But also, this just means I need to play through Melody of Memory because I have Melody of Memory. I haven't played it yet. Is that the the dancing game? I That's still cool. haven't played uh, the Remind. Neither have I. <laughs> I'm a cheapskate <laughs> to buy that twenty five because last the, the cheapest I've seen it, it was twenty five bucks. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder. Uh, That's the just the just the DLC sequel, right? Yeah, yeah. The DLC for three. Yes. Hmm. I wonder if game. I don't think Game Pass has a DLC. I don't think so. Mm, no. okay. But and uh, uh, Brandon Melody of Memory is the rhythm game that takes place after. I know. I remember. Yeah. I remember you guys. I remember. I remember watching that trailer and you and you and you and Sparks going like, and then they did the thing at the end of the trailer because you guys are so like, really. Everyone's going back up. That made it can because like it just looked like a a fun little musical melody thing of like the Kingdom Hearts games and then it was like not canon. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the Kingdom Hearts pain train. But you know what? He then Memorial puts stuff out like four, and it's like I dive right. No pun intended for a Dream Drop Distance, but I dive well, right back in. I I for one am greatly looking forward to year after year Bennett saying one of his most anticipated things is Kingdom Hearts four, and year after year it getting pushed back. I I'm so hyped for this. Ben, <laughs> I just need you to know that game's not coming out next year. I no, need no. you to know this. Did okay. you guys not hear me when I said we're probably not gonna see that game for another five years? I'm just saying I don't want you to get Breath of the Wild. I understand. If we, I, we'll I get we'll get season no, two of we'll we'll get season two of Arcane before we get Kingdom Hearts four. Oh God, Ben, <laughs> ben saying fool me five times, shame on me. <laughs> I have under I understand there have been times where I've said they're gonna keep the release date. I've been burned before. I've learned my damn lesson. I will wait. When they say the second they say they announce their first release date, I'm not gonna believe it. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I don't believe you. Shut up, all of you. I'm talking now. You, I don't believe you. I'm going to be like, I hope you make it, but I'm not gonna be upset when they don't make it because twenty bucks. Because twenty bucks right now, they're probably not gonna make their first release date because a lot of games, Final Fantasy. Breath of the Wild 2, Kingdom Hearts 3, they can push back because they got to polish it. They got to fix it. And what happens when they do take the time to fix it? It becomes gorgeous and it's beautiful and no one hates it on launch. Fallout 76 and Cyberpunk 2077. That's okay. I will wait and I'm not going to be like, it's coming out, it's coming out. I know it's going to happen eventually, but I'm going to wait. I'm not going to be freaking out saying, oh my OMG, it's going to happen next year. I'm not going to do that. I think we broke him. I'm going to amend to say that I'm now very much looking forward to being one month out and then being like, I don't believe them. <laughs> He's driving to the store. I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. Man. I'm going to go here. I go, to GameStop, I, I go to GameStop. I put in my pre-order. And I'm still driving, driving home. I like, I still don't believe them. The bag. You're gonna you're gonna gonna have it in the, in you're gonna put the disc in the in the thing and you'd be like I don't believe you this is not the real this is not it it's not it I'm pretty sure that once I actually so get my case copy at home it. it's not there it's empty and he's like I knew it I knew it um but yes uh oh hold up Grayson real quick he says don't put don't you put that person curse on a sparks I'm gonna cry and just be so hurt baby that's what that's the Nomura curse late late 2020. Four. They, earliest. Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to get announced to be one year out from release, and then Nomura is going to say, wait, 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 we got to slow down. I got to focus on Final Fantasy 7 Part 2. <laughs> is he, wait, is he? Oh, no. As far as I know. Oh, shit. Uh, this is, this would not be the first time that they showed us gameplay and then said, no, we're going to push it a couple of years. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I feel like they learned their lesson after but, 3. But, 
I just want to ask, does this actually come out on the PlayStation 5, guys? Yeah. Okay. Or does this come out on the PlayStation 6? No, no, no. They're not only <laughs> is it gonna come out on the PlayStation 5, they were gonna do a PlayStation 5 Pro in the in the interim as they've been doing the last couple of years. Yes, you are yeah. correct. Yeah. So I I'm, just wanted to ask because Kingdom Hearts 3 went from the PS3 to the PS4. It's true. No, we will this con it will it will not take 10 years. Yeah. I believe it. No, I have to believe. Not only that, the PlayStation 3, they, they were claiming that they were working on Kingdom Hearts 3, but there was no official announcement until even after, long after the PS4 came out, too. We didn't get the first shot of Sorrow holding Master Ericus's Keyblade until, like, halfway through the PS4's Blade life cycle. Bloody. Bloody Keyblades. Can't wait for the light, lightsaber Keyblade that we're all going to end up buying. There is a Keyblade that's on that's going to be on sale where you there's a light at the end of it where it has the keyhole and if it's depending on how big it is I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah, keyholes. Like if it's a life size, you hold the Keyblade and you point yeah, it and you can turn the light on. It's like oh, I'm buying that shit. I don't care. Listen, just like I like because like I initially when I think of Kingdom Hearts, I'm like, I, do I want Star Wars in there? No. But then I see the realistic stuff, and then somebody made the great point on Twitter was like. Star Wars is all about light and darkness and, like, Luke trying to get away from the darkness of his father. And what is Kingdom Hearts if not that thing? Right. So, like, having you and, like, Luke fight Vader, but it's, like, Keyblade shit. I'm like, oh, actually, that rips. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, all right. I'm, I'm one. I've won over. I've won. All right, one thing Wars to... is begging for Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah. yeah. One more thing from Grayson. Disc goes yeah. in and the game takes three hours to install. And it's just an announcement that says, please wait a bit longer. It's the day one patch. That's 25 gigs. Or it's, or it's when you first put in Kingdom Hearts 3, you start it and it says Kingdom Hearts 2.9 just to fuck with you. Or uh, it's the, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, it'll be previously on Kingdom Hearts and it's seven hours of everything that happened before. <laughs> and you're asleep before, when the game starts. And then you get, every time you gotta put, every time you put in the disc, you gotta go through it again so they yeah, don't know can't. that the full game is there. That's the worst cutscene ever. There's so many lore videos and so many videos of people making poking fun about the Kingdom Hearts games. It's it's, it's not unwarranted too. It it hundred percent is. You guys know I love this series with all my heart, literally. And uh, I mean, the fact that we're getting four that it was even announced and it's a for sure thing that's gonna it's it's being worked on. It's gonna pop into existence eventually. It's surprising. Like, it, the fact that they showed this much stuff, like they didn't even have to show what the gameplay looked like. No, if they, they wanted didn't. to do, hey, yeah. it's coming in three to four years. See, Seeing gameplay really like yeah. put me in oh yeah like ooh. two two three years I'm like all right that's yeah I believe I am I, I was <laughs> excited it looks gorgeous it's gonna look absolutely stunning on the PS5 it's I'm in I can it's gonna look even better it, more, it, it just gives me more time to play through my backlog and maybe replay a few Kingdom Hearts games here and there why not yep. no I did my replay for three I'm this is the start of a new saga I'm cool <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to go back again <laughs> like I will play the DLC at some point Hearts before this. Dark. I marathoning, think marathoning for the marathoning for the the uh, Infinity Saga versus marathoning for whatever's next. Just like I'm not going all the way back. I'm not going back to Kingdom Hearts, man. Emma is like screaming. I can't move without her going. No, you bitch. <laughs> Do you need to go? No, no, she no, she just she's in a mood. Oh, right. shall we get into our main topic then? Time now to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, full spoilers. You know, you guys by now should know the drill for every review. Full spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out of it. You can leave. You can stay. Do whatever. Skip ahead. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Sonic the Hedgehog 2. What do we think about this? 
I think it's a really, really, really fun movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the best video game movies ever made. Mm-hmm. I have some problems with it, but it's because I'm not a Sonic fan, so I was just looking at it as a movie, and it's definitely a kid's movie, and that's not a bad thing. But there's some stuff where I'm just like, oh, I don't think that joke's funny at all. Oh, wow, kids are hilarious, I guess. Uh, I I had a really good time. I I don't care about Sonic. This I watched a lore video on Sonic today. That's where I'm at in my life. <laughs> Uh, oh. speak, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I want the Sonic Bros to go at last, actually. Oh, I would um, echo everything Ryan said pretty much, except to also say that for Sonic fans, we are eating, eating it up. Chili oh, dogs, chili dogs yeah. all day. But I also agree. Like, there's some stuff that doesn't land, but like overall, this is such a success. Uh, I really liked this. Uh, I thought this was really great. I had a lot of fun. It's. I thought it was very funny. Um, yeah. Can't wait to talk about it. Ben, why don't you? It's no secret. Why don't you gush? Oh, yeah, let me gush. Um, It's absolutely no secret that I absolutely love this movie. I am so happy of all the success it's been. I'm so, I'm just happy it's good. I watched a few review videos, non-spoiler review videos on like on IGN, and uh, I saw a few reviews. It is a kid's movie. There are some problems with it, but I'm just so high on how much I loved this movie that I don't really see the flaws. And I will talk to you guys, and I'll probably, I'll probably like, tone it down a little bit but other than that it was so good it was so much fun and i'm just so happy that just like the games the first game it set a standard it was good the second one blew it out of the water and said no you this is the first one you want people to play now screw that maybe this is a little too mean but screw the first one go to sonic 2 that was 10 times better yeah yeah i i i think I think of everything that I liked about Sonic 1 and this movie does everything better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it knows exactly what it wants to be. Like man, like I, I think of all of Jim Carrey's movies that he's ever made, this might be the most unhinged Jim Carrey's ever been. Mm-hmm. Tr- truly. Like the entire movie, I feel like there wasn't even a script or like Jim just come and do what you want cuz like he's he's just having so much fun. Uh but also like there are times when he is like getting scary or getting like even just a little bit emotional before reverting back to like like the character and i'm like i hope i he said he's retiring but i really hope he comes back for one last movie because like i i without him i i think this franchise would be lesser like i still think it's good but like he brings such an energy him and stone like i didn't realize how much i valued stone as a, mm-hmm. as a side character yeah there people were talking about I, I heard outside of our theater when we were waiting the one person said um you know, uh, if Jim Carrey doesn't come back, they have Stone as uh, they could be the next Robotnik. I'm like, I like him, but Jim Carrey is irreplaceable. And you're right. There is something he's doing differently with his kookiness that's making it unhingedly scary. Like he is seconds away from cracking or he's already cracked. Mm-hmm. Specifically like when he's like in his like emperor god mode. Yeah. Uh, he's just floating around. Oh, yeah. He was, I, he was allowed it. to he was allowed to play like absolutely lost his mind because he'd been on that mushroom planet. So he can just be completely gone. <laughs> Mushroom like, coffee. He is he is Sonic obsessed, and he has nothing else that he's like really striving for anymore. And it's like beat oh. Sonic, ultimate power, enslave <laughs> humanity, and make robots. That's that's it. Yeah. And like he's just wild. That's the thing. That's Eggman, though. That's Robotnik and all the other games. He's like beat Sonic and slave the world. I rule it the whole thing. That's his mo since the very beginning. Right. And he nails it so well. And I mean, I do, I was probably one of those people. I mean, I agree. That's like, yeah, if 
Jim Carrey is like done, done. He doesn't come back for Sonic 3. We have Stone. But I also agree, Jim Carrey as Robotnik just sets such a standard that I never thought I would see in a film before, especially for one of the, the my for the villain I've known almost my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a scene and it's a it's a facial gag, so I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to I'm not going to act it out for the audience. Uh, for the listeners, but there's a bit where he's like catching um, he's like catching something that's been thrown the compass. They throw the compass. Sonic throws the compass to Tails, and, and Robotnik, like this time slows down, he slowly comes into frame with the goofiest face as he catches the compass. Yeah. It goes out of frame. Very funny. Very yeah, good. I, the strength of this movie, uh, I think, I think it is a good. I think it's got a good message. Uh, I think all like the, the the like the family values and like the friendship values are really good. Like that's like what Sonic's like I think, about. I think the core of it, like especially building like this movie does a good job of building off the foundation of the first one Mm -hmm. using its human characters to its advantage where it can Mm -hmm. um the story of them feeling like it's kind of a shame that sonic is all alone because that's still carrying from the first movie's point Mm -hmm. sonic was all alone and now he's got these parental figures who have adopted him but they're still like yeah, but he doesn't have friends. He needs friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he's got us, but he doesn't have, like, a social circle. And he needs a social circle. And enter Tails and Knuckles, and that makes perfect sense. And, like, it really, really works. And it does make the, the first film, like, work yeah. as foundational text for it. But, that being said, this is the Sonic movie I wanted the first one to be, for sure. Uh, yeah. Bringing in Tails, bringing in Knuckles, doing video game shit. Like, out the wazoo uh, I, in this I, movie. I told you, I wait, after the movie, I was like... One of the things that I think we all respond really well to, but like, I I love it when I can feel the passion for the material coming from the the filmmakers. Like they've loved the thing, and they're like they're just poured their whole heart. Aquaman, the Batman, you know those those films. Like those directors poured everything they wanted into this movie, and it was like everything in the kitchen sink. Very similar feeling while watching Sonic. You can tell that the people who wrote this movie, the people who created this movie, really love Sonic and just really want to do right by that character and really want to show why that character is cool. Uh, I really like this. And as someone who is not as like entwined with the lore, uh, uh, I think they do. I I think they do really cool stuff because like if you're unfamiliar with Sonic, if you just know Sonic as a guy who goes really fast, I don't think you know that he involves the u- like universe travel and monsters and like all this stuff right like they say they, they say the word multiverse in this movie mm-hmm. um and i'm like I, this it's pretty cool Sonic could be pretty cool yeah. like I, I i give him more i need to give him more credit i think because i'm like that was pretty cool like this may be me grasping at straws but i feel like the directors they didn't just take stuff from some of the games and some of the outside media they tried to reach and grab stuff from everything that they could including the archie comics that are no longer out that aren't, aren't being made anymore like when they like when he said multiverse it's like yeah that was a thing in the archie comic books there was a multiverse there is a multiverse there's a there's a universe where everything goes perpendicular to our own and everyone's walking sideways it's hilarious are there multiple sonics yes a lot of sonics there's like there's you go, go into one of those multiversal sonic the hedgehog books there's a sonic batman a sonic spider-man a sonic human torture it's everywhere it's 90s craziness it's like let's put sonic in anything but also it's not just the games it's just (sighs) it's 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 it's, they they put they poured love they poured what they love about the franchise into this movie and they wanted you to feel it too Mm -hmm. and that's what i that's what i love about the movies that i named before and that's what i really love about this film um i'll always respond really well even if i 
even if I don't care about the character, like to the if you show me the passion that you have for it, it's infectious, and I want to feel it, and I want to and I want to get involved too. Yep, that's a thing. All this the the Council of Sonics. It's yeah, just... it's yeah. Several hundred side trips across the cosmic interstate later. Wolverine Sonic. <laughs> awesome. Um, the thing the thing that I responded to the most, like. It, this is a really absurd movie. Like the comedy is really bonkers, mm -hmm. and like it's, and I guess I just I don't I, I the first movie had some of that, but like I really feel this one like specifically like all the bride stuff. Yes, I it was willing to be bonkers with the humans. I ate it up. I thought it was so, like oh my god, all the gunk stuff and like the secret agent husband. Oh my god, when the husband like, is revealed to be, be good. No. it should not be that funny. It was that was that was horrible because like <laughs> it's it's so absurd and so like operation catfish like they yeah. catfish this woman just to get to as the guy from um um criminal minds yeah, yeah. um it, it, it's the most absurd thing i've seen in a movie uh, like, at least in a long time everything um, i did was all real there's there's definitely like i think a mental list both ben and i had going into this movie and what we expected we would see uh things we wanted to see and, and things that made good sense that were gonna come up in this movie mm -hmm. and way down that list is gun <laughs> nowhere near did i think ben or i ever thought gun was gonna come on the gun, wasn't, gun wasn't on my list because i remember seeing set photos of a gun vehicle that had the g on it. so i'm like oh shit they're putting gun in here and i thought i was like maybe okay yeah i mean sonic robotnik fought in san francisco so okay that kind of makes sense I was thinking more that we were going to see like maybe Metal Sonic or just something, or we were even going to see like Amy was going to be the post credits tease. Sure, that's sure. And we'll get to we'll get to that kind of yeah, stuff. We'll get to like, the, we'll get to the Gun, real post credits. Like Gun is one of those absurd kind of weird they did dumb the research. things. I just didn't think I'd see in a Sonic live action movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, thing, like what Brandon was saying about how they put love and passion to it. They also what I also love about this film is that they put love and passion to it. They also they make it work. Like when we, and we never, when we see the Emerald in the trailers, they never say it's a Chaos Emerald. They never say it's the Master Emerald. So we're postulating, it's like, what could the Emerald be? Is it the Chaos Emerald? Is it a Chaos Emerald? And when we get to that scene in uh, Siberia with like, hey, they did forge the seven Chaos Emeralds and they merged to make the Master Emerald. I'm like, it's Infinity Gauntlet. It makes sense. It makes sense that they do this. And like, cool, they have found a way to put in the Chaos Emeralds and they found a way that they put in a Master Emerald to make it a really good MacGuffin. I was really impressed with how much of the, so yeah, I think the stuff with the people works really well. Surprisingly, like I was really into a lot of that stuff, but like just Sonic and tails, that stuff really impressed me because that's, that, that's difficult to replicate with real people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with, with like, you know, you can see like, James Marston Sonic, that's a two-hander. They're always bouncing off of each other. But this time you've got like two CG characters in spaces that are acting and reacting to live-action characters. Very impressive stuff. And I was surprised at how engaged I was, honestly, more so than the human stuff. Not to say not to say I wasn't, but like I loved how the adventure with Sonic and Tails. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a really engaging, really fun adventure story. Uh, it just Knuckles, really Knuckles worked. Well. Yes. Knuckles the Drax. I think you Mr. made Drax. I think you made a, a I know you were taking it from online, but you made a great point about this is this has faith in its CGI game cartoon based characters in a way the Transformers franchise never did. Yeah, this is yeah. a like the Transformers movie is like 
they aren't really Transformers movies, right? Like, this is a Sonic movie. It's all about Sonic. Like, there are human characters, but, like, it's all about the Emeralds. Like, that's all, it's all Sonic shit. And I'm like, it's so nice that this can just happen. And it's crazy that, like, Sonic 2, it's Sonic, and it's the sequel to Sonic. It's just like, here's how you make an incredible video game movie. Yeah. You just, you do the thing, and you have people, who, you, you make it good. And it's like, man, it must be nice, Sonic fans. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right about, like, um, with the Transformers stuff, you could have always done a, a story with just the Transformers. Um, and while the first film was saddled with a human character for because the the studio just didn't believe in the CG in the CG characters, this time that was able to build off of that foundation and create something really well. And um, now I'm just really bummed that the Transformers never got a movie where it's and just like, two Transformers. Have, like you can still have human like the human characters are still a big part of this movie. Yeah. But like it yeah. it like it feels like it's treated with respect and it's tied into the story instead of like oh we're making a human I, movie and we have to throw these robots in there. I, I definitely want to focus on that for a moment because like I went into this like there were things I was confident about. I was confident at this point I was gonna have a good time. Mm -hmm. I was confident I was gonna really like Sonic Tails Knuckles and and Eggman and the Master Emerald stuff and that I was gonna have fun. I did not anticipate or have faith that James Marsden, his, uh, I forget the actress's name, but the one who plays his wife, his wife yeah. uh, and her sister were also still going to feel like not just appearances, they're there, they're still, but actual characters still part of the film, important to the story of the film. I didn't think we were going to get that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have yeah. faith they were going to go all the way with that and like make that still, that's what, really like impresses me to be honest like there's all the sonic inclusion stuff it's incredible i'm very happy about it it's very well done yay uh the fact that the human characters were able to maintain uh relevance from the first film and build upon it is impressive the fact that we did get the sister back that we got the niece back jojo you got her name uh so i got tika sumter as maddie yes. and then uh, natasha rothwell as the sister uh, rachel i love both of them yeah. they're so good like there's a scene specifically it's it's like halfway through the movie and it's like during the bright stuff and it's the two, the two sisters like crouched down and it's like, I'm like, okay, this is the part of the movie where it's the human stuff and it's not going to be as good. And it's continuously was really yes. funny the entire way through. And it's stuff like Randall. Like, and there's the, <laughs> I've never laughed so hard at the name Randall before. Yeah. Right. Um, there was, because every time she was given a weapon, she was just like, and then I'll strangle Randall with this. Yeah. Um, there's the, um, I got distracted. What was I going to say? Sorry, oh, the scene, the scene, the scene where Sonic calls during the wedding. I need the ring. I clocked right away that he gave him the wrong, the wrong oh, ring. Yeah. Um, uh, but how funny it was! Yes, to get the ring back and just, just throw it in there. Uh, Tika Sumter and James Marsden have the bit where they're going to Hawaii and Sonic's doing the fake airport terminal. Oh, them. it's so good. And their commitment to the bit. Yeah, is so good. Their chemistry is so good. Uh, that that Tika Sumter is engaging with Sonic as though he is a child, like in the and room. Her child. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, this is really good. Like the like they invested in committing to what they're in, and that's part of what makes the whole thing so fun to watch. Is yeah. that I I they're not phoning it in. They are like they are really delivering the fact that they live in the same world as sonic the hedgehog and like that is that is wild and it's incredibly awesome yeah i know we were talking we're talking about the human stuff and there's one other thing i want to get to one of the things when i was going into this movie i was partially hopeful but at the same time partially scared of was that 
I mean, part of me was hoping that the humans were going to take a, a back seat or a very big back seat as because I want to see more of Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. That's what I'm here mm -hmm. to see. And Ryan, the same scene you're talking about earlier about with um, with uh, Maddie and Rachel when they're going to try and sneak past all those gun officers, I was like, okay, am I going to hate this part? I loved it. I loved every second. Of it. I actually cared about when it when it cut away from Sonic and Tails to go to focus on uh, um, Maddie and Tom and Rachel in the wedding. I actually wanted to hear what they were talking about. I want like the whole yoga scene or like the, the beach volleyball scene where Tom gets his ass kicked. And he's like, Sonic needs that. And there, and also one thing that really got me is when Robotics <laughs> attacking Green Hills and Maddie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quickly. You said <laughs> the scene where you James Marston's getting beat with volleyballs. Sonic needs that. Sonic <laughs> needs James Marston to be hit by like, volleyballs. Squad, oh my squad God. Guys. Dude, like yeah. they're all, yeah. they're like having the best time. They're like, it's just throwing water on each other. Like, oh, we're it's, best friends. And like, it's, oh, Sonic needs friendship. I'm like, yeah. man, it's so good. It is yeah. good. But yeah. it's, a, it's a good point. Cause like, that was the thing is that, that, that kept a relevant thematic element that kept those human characters tied to Sonic. Mm -hmm. And it made sense, even though they're not in the same location for so much of the film, the pacing about their story and how those elements are tied to each other are done so well. And the fact that they're informing on each other, like they're talking about their concerns about Sonic being alone and Sonic is being shown for the first time, not being alone mm -hmm. as far as like having a companion like him. Mm -hmm. uh, great. Really he, great. He really takes to Tails. Uh, Tails is like, so like, uh, rev revelatory of, of Sonic and Sonic really appreciates that but also is really happy to see something like him uh, yeah. uh, uh, not only an anthropomorphic animal from another planet but one that's that's weird in his in, in his planet I, he's, like, he's, like, he's a hero Sonic's a hero I do, I do echo something that Ryan and I were talking about after the film where I think Tails has probably the weakest of characterizations for the whole film yeah. uh, because it's very much just like hero worship and that's kind of it there, there's yeah. the adventure stuff there is good emotionality but like Tails, Tails has like a lot of just like classic Sonic the Hedgehog and I'm like uh, for me it works because it's very much speaking to like early in their career Tails especially as Ben pointed out from the Archie comics that's very much who Tails is um, Tails has not grown into the confidence of himself as a hero figure. Uh, so I feel like that can still come, but it definitely does get a little like maybe one too many of these, these Tails yeah. uh, lines. I mean, yeah. One of the things I was also really scared about this movie is that Sonic was kind of like brushed Tails aside. It's like, no, that's your best friend. But I also do agree that one of the lower points of the film for me is like when Tails kept saying only Sonic the Hedgehog could get in this much trouble, it's like, can you please stop saying that, Tails? You know this. It's um, it's a thing. For, it's a thing for me because like I, I'm not familiar. Like I know they're friends, but I don't know like that relationship. Like to me, it seems like Tails is almost like a stalker, and it's like luckily he's a nice guy. Otherwise, yeah. Sonic would be like hanging out with like his stalker. Well, that, that's what um, I that's what I really liked about it because like not necessarily the stalker part, but like yeah, yeah. seeing like Sonic like tails really loves sonic and so that kind of gives sonic what he loves which is kind of an ego boost um he's 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 been kind of down he's been feeling lonely mm -hmm. um and then he gets this thing uh, who at first he doesn't think of as a friend he just kind of thinks of as a fan and then they become friends and then brothers by the end of the by the end of the movie i i oh, thought yeah. that really that really worked that that stuff works it's mostly for me like i just like all of, of tails dialogue i think too much of it was 
oh, Sonic's really cool, isn't he? And I'm like, I'd rather know more about you. Yeah, it's just dialogue stuff. It's just dialogue stuff. Like, yeah. I think the character is really well represented. If I love, I like, I love the look. Like, the designs, like, they're even better than that first movie. Like, you brought up, like, yes. like the uh, the when spikes you, look so much better. When, when you go from the first one to the second one, like, it's clear that Sonic looks a lot better in this one. Partially because, like, the team knew from the jump what they were going for. I, it stood out to me this time, this last time I watched the first one, that, like, you can really see where the, the realistic idea is still in the back of Sonic's quills. Like, the back of his head still has a lot of that, like... A lot of detail look like specific mm-hmm. separate quills it can't look like his uh classic like kind of comes together as much look that mm-hmm. that is much more clear here they also like lighten up his blue color to something more i think representative of what he's like in the games and in, the, in yeah. the art uh and it looks this looks really good yeah this looks really good i think like I, like i love sonic's look i think knuckles looks the best of all three of them to be honest he looks knuckles. awesome uh, like the the, the we, like it's such an interesting design choice because like i understand that the first decision to make it look realistic and like obviously that's not the right choice this is such a weird line of making it realistic but it's still a cartoon and i think they pull it off like magically yes. like it looks it looks so good it looks natural but it's still like completely out of this world you right. know what i mean like yeah. And I think that's part of the thing is like when you're willing to let all the characters engage with them and acknowledge them in this, in this world, in this context, like they're, they're aliens, they're interdimensional beings. Exactly. And like, you can just kind of be like, great. Yeah. (laughs) Like we can just do You don't need to, you don't need to explain why they look a certain way. Like they're aliens. Like who cares? Yeah. As much as. Um, It's the Detective Pikachu effect. You know, they, they, they feel Detective Pikachu. They feel like they belong in that world. Very similar here. Yeah. Um, Quickly. I want to say something about tales before I want to talk about knuckles um tails i mean yeah i do believe i do feel like he was like the least well represented of the whole film but i do love what they did that they kept him as the the genius he's a gadget guy he has all these really cool gadgets and i love that they brought that in into this movie and it's like man there's and also the his gadgets still have like that his little two tail motif to him like the boomerang that rachel throws has like the two white tips on it it's like yeah they did their research they know what they're doing it's so good uh, yeah, there's the joke where Rachel she has like a gun, like I don't know, this thing does doesn't even work. Psh, oh yeah, it works. Like, <laughs> she um, could have killed someone. <laughs> speak, speaking on the tail stuff, like some Sonic has so much like thematic storytelling be done. There's the the part about him being isolated and alone, um, but there's and there's like how that connects him to Knuckles, what they've lost. There's uh, him oh, yeah. being wanting to be a hero and being bad at it because he's trying to make the moment himself. And having the conversation, which is pretty good with James Marsden, uh, where he's like, you know, the, the moment's going to find you and your, your powers are going to be needed and you'll need to do it. And having Tails be this person who's idolized him and Sonic recognizing in himself when he's more focused on his selfishness that uh, he puts others in danger. And like that ultimately being like him recognizing not only when he needs to be to step up, but when he needs to embrace others to do it. And it's not just about him. Yeah. Uh, all of that is in this movie, and that's pretty cool. He's got because an he yeah. because he feels when because uh, Tails is the one who suffers uh, mm-hmm. because of Sonic's selfishness, right? Um, making the moment about himself, um, and he he kind of, that kind of like clicks him into the end of his arc, which is uh, because he is like I'm not a hero. Look what I did. Look what because of me. Look what happened to Tails. Yeah, he thinks um, being a hero is flashy saving the girl you know like taking pictures it's which, like no man you which gotta real, like <laughs> real quick on that note another thing i really like about this one over the first one is like and it's still a, a, bit, a little bit of a problem for me with the first one not not to a degree where it really ruins that movie but like sonic still doesn't 
totally feel like Sonic in that first movie to me. Mm-hmm. The, the character's not quite on the level of like the confidence and the coolness of, of who he is, who Sonic typically is. Like uh, uh, it's not all there. It's there, but it's not all there for yeah. that first one. This one has that in spades. This is the Sonic who like likes to do things and look, look flashy, look cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very stylish, very like devil may care attitude. Uh, and it still me... like has a grounded emotional yeah. arc about it, about how when he needs to bring that back down and when he can be that kind of uh, wise cry. The, the way he gives it to Eggman in this movie is so much sharper mm-hmm. than it was in the first one. I, all of their, yeah, all of their interactions are just so fun. Uh, ben Schwartz, the Sonic, he's excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've watched like a bunch of interviews, interviews with him recently. Uh, he, John Ralphio in Parks and Rec, there's a, there's a Parks and Rec joke, you're the worst! And I like, couldn't believe that's in a Sonic movie, yeah. and I'm like, God bless these creators. It's so good. Uh, Venture Wars is so fun. Yeah, Colleen, of course, not to... I, I know I've been talking a little negative on Tales. Colleen O'Shaughnessy delivers like she's oh, been no, she, for the past 20 or 10 plus years I, with the character. I think the whole voice cast is really great. Idris right. Elba is very good as Knuckles. I, um, I, okay, let's talk about Knuckles for a bit, because God, I love what they did with Knuckles in this movie. It is so good, and it's just so like early. It's like early Knuckles in the video games, and early Knuckles in the Archie books as well. They nailed it. When he thinks Robotnik's about to betray him, and he's just like, I'll fight all the... Oh, there's stairs. <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable oh, stuff they are stairs uh yeah it's it's a really great like ryan asked me about it i'm like the spirit of knuckles is still there even though they're like having him speak in a way that's that's not necessarily inherently the character as he is in the game a little more draxy yeah yeah a little mm-hmm. more drax a little more uh the bravado of antonio banderas's puss in boots in there um <laughs> but he's but he is still very much the spirit of who knuckles is and it really really works <laughs> when he's reading the text messages dot 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 dot, 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 dot. <laughs> uh, the, the, thing the that, tiny magical hedgehog is dead let's move on to the next part of the uh show. his like like the thing they didn't say it in this movie thank god but like the thing like you know you're not so different you and i like that is like the thing that's between them and like that works really well like knuckles is like he he had a bad childhood and that shaped him in this direction. And Sonic had like the opposite and they like, crossed paths. And like, oh, Knuckles isn't a bad guy. He just had a bad he just had on a bad uh, path. I'm like, oh, it's so good. Which brings me to my first question, Sparks. Yeah, what's or up? Ben. Mm-hmm. How much of the echidna stuff is from the games? The the tribe thing is there. The only thing they twisted was that because the Echidna tribe they were the guardians of the Master Emerald and Chaos. This is going from Sonic Adventure lore. They mm. held this. They have the seven the seven Chaos Emeralds and the Master Emerald, and that helped keep Chaos, this giant watery monster, at bay. Unfortunately, another tribe came in, burnt down their temple, and shit went bad. So in the movie, they decided to switch it where the Echidnas were trying to get this ultimate power. And then the Owls were like, yeah, no, you shouldn't have that. So they swoop in literally and take it. Oh, that's not going to work. That's chaos. <laughs> it's a water monster. That's chaos zero, to be specific. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, chaos is cool. Kind of thought it was the logical next step with with the Echidna stuff and like the emeralds being introduced and knowing where uh, the, the that the Knuckles show is coming. I will say that's one of the things where like, I'm a little like because it's new it's the owl and echidna stuff and like mm-hmm. the echidnas have always been like on the side of good mm-hmm. as a tribe uh so it's a little jarring to have it like i don't think the owls are necessarily bad i think and it's, it's a... very it's very weird and i'm not sure what like obviously we need the the show to explore this but like when knuckles comes through the ring before him come those three humanoid characters but they have 
they have a mix of the materials. They have like some of the tribal stuff of the Echidnas, but they also have like kind of owl-ish helmets. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening there. Guess you gotta um, watch that show that I'm So it's, it's really interesting. We're gonna have to to see like because i'm like i don't think they're gonna reveal that long claw was actually bad so but, like i don't think yeah. the echidnas are bad either i think it's a situation where it'll be like both sides had wrong information and they're both actually they were both good and they just like they went to war for the wrong reasons and it's like oh it was a tragedy and like this never should have happened like no one was in the wrong i hope yeah. so because then it'd be weird to make somebody bad that wasn't bad before yeah that's what i mean I but uh, knuckles is the last of the echidnas in this one so it's not like they'll ever come back it's true flashbacks well, yeah, there's there's still a lot of echidna lore they could reveal, and also like, is Knuckles the last of the echidnas, or does Knuckles just think he's? The is last this a of Goku situation where he's the last Saiyan, yeah. and then it turns out, oh no, just like a hundred more. Ooh, do you think maybe we'll see the floating? I oh, no, um, that's what I don't I'm know. Way I was surprised we didn't see the floating island now. I know. Save or, excuse me. I thought I thought when that thing was revealed in the ocean, it was gonna rise up. I if that was gonna be Angel Island, I was like, they freaking did it. Oh, man. man, there's just so much stuff they get. Now, the more I talk about this movie, the more I'm now getting, I, A, I want to see this movie again, and B, I'm getting hyped up for three because there's still so much they can take from the video games, not just the not just the adventure games, all of the games. Not just. In there and make it so good. Not just Sonic 3. Knuckles, Knuckles, that, that Knuckles, Knuckles TV show is coming out before that. Very excited I know. for that. Um, I know. I am Sonic is, is about to get very popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because you know, there's the show on Netflix, the animated show on Netflix is coming, mm -hmm. and then uh, Sonic Frontiers, then we got a new game, and also we got the re release of the Sonic Origins, which includes Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Sonic CD. Yeah, I think that they're, they're we're gonna we're in for a Sonic Sons, Sonic Sons, uh, you know what? I just, so it's not it's not officially on the website just yet uh, on go nintendo it's still in editing at right now but i did write something about the sonic games that were only on nintendo consoles a little sizzle for the future when it finally does go up there have been any Sonic the diehard sonic the hedgehog fan will tell you this sparks can tell you this that there have been so many times where a game is slated to come out we get our hopes up and then it turns out to either be middle of the road or bad and then something amazing comes out the cycle that's been plaguing us the past few years is Sonic 06, uh, Colors, really good. Generations, very good. Sonic Forces, meh. Sonic Mania, best game we've gotten in over 10 years. And now, and you're, and you're leaving out some in-betweens there. <laughs> yeah, let's see. We got Sonic and Secret Rings. Sonic... You left them out for a reason. <laughs> there's a, I know there's a Wii one that people really Two. don't like. Two Sonic, of them. Sonic and the Secret Rings and Sonic and the Black Knight. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, that there one, one Sonic was a larper. Sonic Frontiers. Sonic... That's a that's a that's an open world Sonic game. Yes, that's open world. It's going to be Sonic Unleashed. Hmm. Oh, he's a werewolf. <laughs> that one's like Sonic okay. in the Lost World. He's a werewolf. Lost World wasn't that bad. I've heard. Sonic I mean, Six. But you see what I mean? Like, there's a lot of like. Yeah, yeah it, it's middle of the road games. They're not the best. <laughs> but then you get but so. The fact that we're getting Frontiers, the movie Kemp came out. It's another so, movie. Yeah, another movie came out. Um, the fact that we even got the sequel to me is nothing short. Let's of talk it. about Super it makes, Saiyan. It makes sense to me that uh, now that they greenlit Sonic Three already and that show, oh, yeah. like they clearly they saw what they had. That it was it was quality. They got a roadmap. You were correct. They got a roadmap. Um, <laughs> before we go to that, uh, like the the there's the moment where it's Sonic tails and knuckles and they're staring down the street at the death egg robot. And I'm like, man, you crazy son of a bitch. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause there's a good game called Sonic heroes. 
where all three of them, where you play as all three of them at once. And I just lean over to go, Sonic Heroes. Yeah, they did a great thing uh, in the trailers by leaving Knuckles out of that final fight. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't realize, like, oh, he's on that, he's on that plane too. Hell yeah, teamwork. Uh, yeah. The the I want to talk about some of the colors of the of the thing. Uh, Sparks, you talked about you talked about they they've made him more blue. Um, but the whole movie has a beautiful color palette that's so bright and um. I know it's kind of a staple of kids' movies, but like I don't know, it just felt different. It like the the color had a different vibe to it that wasn't just like look pretty colors for children. It just was like this is a colorful world. Yeah. This is the world that we live in. Yeah, it was a it's a staple of Sonic to have. Mm-hmm. a bright color palette and so like this this really felt like it played to it spooky greens of the emerald okay, the, yeah emerald. The, the the greens the greens are exquisite yeah the green honestly like i i like in the whole movie like my favorite stuff is like i like the whole movie but like when robotnik turns into god emperor robotnik and he's just floating and he's got the crazy voice uh and this electricity's everywhere and i'm like yeah. this is so cool this is really when he's cool. doing when he's I doing can... the jaeger thing Yes, I smell the electricity in your brain. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. he is so creepy. Oh, I love well, it. I, okay, so also there's the manual. There's there's a few. There's a lot of really great uh, no, um, homages to cla- like. So we got Sanic in the first film, and when we were driving to the movie, fan was like, "Do you think they're gonna say, do you know the way for Tenuckles? Oh, and did they? No, they didn't say it. But he's like, okay. I, and Jim Carrey's or uh, Robotnik's like, but I can show you the way. So I'll take that as an homage, but even um oh there's you get another. Sanic again. Yeah, we get we where do we get Sanic? He's the fake propped up face. Oh yeah, yeah. When <laughs> when he comes up to look for him and he's like, Oh no, I'm farting. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> he falls yeah, right. real farts. <laughs> yeah, uh there's another great homage. Wait, that's a thing from the game? No, no that's that's no, a, no, that's, so that's Sanic, not Sanic is a Sanic is an internet meme, and uh, the, the, there's a design you see when like Crazy Carl in the first one is talking about the Blue Devil. His drawing is Sanic, which is like this just awful drawing of Sonic that Sonic became meme. an internet meme yeah. as Sanic. Yeah, uh, it's the other... same design on his face. Oh, uh, there's this other great meme. Uh, there's like uh, there, there's something else. Oh yeah, the um the the robot manual. It wasn't a meme, but it was that that Sanic. Oh yes, yes the the classic retro manual, classic yeah. Sega manual, and also like I read the manual. Yeah, and then when Sparks pointed out the Mean Bean coffee shop, I'm like, oh my mean god, bean. yeah, Mean Bean is uh from Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which is a oh. game, uh spinoff game from Sonic, and so the Mean mm-hmm. Bean being named that, I'm like, man, these guys. Because uh, <laughs> I played Sonic Mania with you, Ben. Uh, I definitely recognize it's only it's it's very subtle, but there is the the underwater death music yes. for literally <laughs> half a second, uh-huh. and I'm like, man, and they, the way he takes in the bubble. Oh, and he takes in the bubble. And I'm like, video games. Even yeah, so even I got that because I yeah, I was familiar yeah. with that. I was like, oh, they did it, they did it. Yeah. Our theater was not packed at all, but no. everybody in that theater was having a great time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there was like 25 people. Everyone was hooting and hollering. <laughs> Oh man! Like the second song goes underwater, and then you hear the the do 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 do. It's like oh no! It's, it's like thirty years of Sonic anxiety just washed over me because it's a bad. It's a bad. Uh, you're, you're you're right yeah. though. Like all Sonic uh, all Sonic stuff aside, like 
what great absurdist comedy there is in all parts of this movie. Like, I just want to highlight like things like when they go to the Scandinavian place and you got the lady knitting and she pulls. Oh my god, it's the most SpongeBob joke. Just pulls up the knitting SpongeBob joke, and then pulls it up later, and you can see her eyes through it, which makes it all the more. I cannot tell you, it's ridiculous. That is dance paddle, and they chop off the fish's head, which there shouldn't even be that guy in the room, and he chops it off, and it rolls in front of them, and it goes run. That is 100. You're right. That is SpongeBob humor. Yeah. Uh, the that is my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, I did not expect the the crazy Russian man with the tattoo of himself. You, you to, were too to come out. You were too far away to catch this. But when they won the dance battle, Brandon turned to me and said, "So they put the other guy in the fire." Oh my God. <laughs> yes, because yes, the whole time, the whole time, because this is what my brain thinks of when I'm high. I was I was thinking about that moment. And the whole time of the dance panel, I was like, if Sonic and Knuckles win, if Sonic and Tails win, do they have to throw the guy in the fire? Because, <laughs> like, that's the thing, right? If, if they if they lose, they die. So It's so, it's so silly and, and stupid. The guy has the tattoo of himself presenting. He does He chest. does the crossing, and then he yeah. does it to himself, tiny. <laughs> and such a good dancer. Those were some hot-ass moves. Yes. Some kicks. No. Those, yeah, those, yeah. those kicks, man. Yeah. Unexpected killed me. Oh man, just that whole that whole scene was great. And Randall! Even, even the homages to the classic, like when you're in Siberia and he's going down the, the mountain skateboarding, that's ice cap zone. Yes. I'm just like, God, they did it. That's they took a, one of the most classic Sonic stages from Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and they put it in this movie as, as an homage. Oh, I, I love I love that you brought that up because, like, I would not know this, but how naturally it felt to the story. This kind of thing that is apparently a reference. How it's just like it's part of the story. This is the story that we're telling. Yeah, this story has this thing happen. It's so great to get Sonic on a snowboard because that's like a huge feature of the games. Is like it almost in every game there's a sequence where you end up on some kind of board because uh-huh. Sonic's like honestly like Sonic's attitude became cool skater bro in the early '90s. Like that's <laughs> that's who Sonic is. He's that guy. That and like, they incorporate that all the time and so the fact that it got to show up in this film is really great um you've got uh i i want to touch on it because i know you caught it too ben but like uh robotnik's got some new drones some of them look like a very particular bad nick no they're called buzz bombers i saw the toys yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, buzz bomber i was they don't, they don't have the coloring but they're the ones that look like bees yeah they're yellow yeah, and they, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they come from the games yeah. directly yeah, I, I was like yeah nice Sparks, I couldn't tell you how close I was to buy that because it was a figurine set with Sonic, Nick, Knuckles, Tails, and Robotnik and a Buzz Bomber. I was this close to buying it just because it said Buzz Bomber on the box. Yeah, yeah. He's got the. I, it, I always think he of. He finally has the, the correct pod. I think I always think of Bowser because it reminds me of Bowser's pod. Yeah, it's, it's like but similar the circular, thing. The circular view. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Here. I loved watching this movie next to Sparks. I it was such a joy. Like when when the when the pod comes out, you just got so excited, and I was like, I'm so happy for you, guys. It's like, so truly. I I joked about it before we went and saw it, but it's so truly like the reverse of watching Dragon Ball Evolution. It's like, oh look how they got everything. They did it. They really did it all. <laughs> I can't get over how good that big big ass death robot looks yeah it's so cool not to talk about the post credits uh, the the mid credits thing but like when when it happened uh and the whole theater was so excited and i was like i don't know why they're so excited but i'm really happy for them this is the the thanos moment for regular people in a comic book yeah Yeah, and like i had i it was it was kind of like what i felt like when i was watching downton abbey like people were really excited for the new downton abbey movie and i was like i don't know why but i'm really really excited for you guys 
I, I remember the other thing I was going to mention earlier about how they embrace the jokes and all the other stuff from Sonic lore. So you guys know how the poster that that um, makes homage to the video game um, to the video game cover. One of the best posters in the world. Yeah, that poster is going to be going up right there next weekend, hopefully. Um, there's this line in there where it says, welcome to the next level. That was a famous Sega marketing campaign. Oh, yeah. Back in the 90s. And when Robotnik says, welcome to the new norm, I'm like, close enough. I'll take it. Yeah, I will take it. I'm um, pretty sure Jim Carrey is. Jim Carrey is so wonderful in this movie. He really is. He's, He's so troll. good. He's so good. He looks so good in the role. Like now that we've got him with the shaved head, with the mustache, it looks great. I don't need the big gut. Like he looks great. Yeah. As is. Got- I love. I love the the nod when he's doing the costume changes. You yeah. get classic, classic Robotniks. Classic so you just Robotnik. get to see what it would look like. Yeah, I made Robotnik. Those uh, goggles look great. Yeah, just do. the way he uses them when he puts them on. How he looks. He looks just like Robotnik from the games. Honestly, when he's when, got them down and he's got his mustache, it's like that's him. Especially that's when it, when he's like silhouetted, it's yeah. like oh, that's just a scary robot man. Robot. robot. One of the things. I, okay, going way back to the first trailer for the first Sonic movie, back when it was like you know when people called cursed Sonic, <laughs> everyone was saying that Jim Carrey was going to save the movie just because of what he looked like the, at that little last bit of the trailer with him as classic Robotnik with the crazy mustache and the shaved head. Oh, that's right. They did show that in the trailer in the trailer for the first movie. I don't even remember what he originally looked like. like. Yeah. He had like a he had like a like a he had a different mustache. Yeah, his mustache. Hair. Yeah, he had hair. hair. I don't even remember. But then when he comes in this movie, just even seeing the trailers and what he looks like, it's like this is Robotnik. This is I don't need him with the big gut, but he looks so good. And I am we said it before and I'll say it again. If Jim Carrey does come back for three, God, I hope he does, because I cannot imagine anyone else playing Dr. Robotnik besides Jim Carrey. So yeah. I'm doing a thing. So oh, audio wow. listeners can't see it, but I'm doing a thing where I'm mimicking his hand computer and I'm doing it to put for to prove a point. There is nobody who could prove. I'm sorry. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my, 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 so anyway, um, he named it after the star Trek thing. So um, we, uh, so like watching that, Jim Carrey is the only one with expressive enough and long enough fingers to make that look ridiculously cool. Yeah, uh, the, the, the hand computer. Like activating his drones thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a really nice touch. And the fact that he's carried it over from the first one, it's it's really works. Yeah. It's very nice. Uh, Adoni Zedek, our good friend Marty, uh, brought up. He looked like the latte art. He's oh, making the latte art. Yeah, too. and he had yeah, the little hair. Like when he had the hair and the mustache, yeah. Oh my God, Stone. Uh, again, Stone, like, uh, reserved, like, small role, but, like, so much fun. Uh, he owns a, a latte place just in the meantime. And then like, I forget what the passcode is, but it turns into like evil Robotnik lair. Yeah. It's like, eh, it's, it's like, um, the, it's the Austrian goat's milk. Um, yes. latte. Yeah. 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 I also, I just love how when he like, he's drinking, when he gets the latte and he's like, could use more mm-hmm. mushroom and stone's like, what? And he also calls him stone. Cause he's been on that mushroom plant for almost a year and he's oh, lost his mind. Oh yeah, the opening um, Rube Goldberg project of making coffee a hundred different times and it's bad every single time. Uh, <laughs> just allowing Jim Carrey just to be like really dumb, and I don't, and I, I say that, but I mean that in the most positive mm. way. It's just like this movie's goofy as hell, and I'm like, I, I, I'm so excited for like the future of Sonic. Like if this is like the tone of it for like, for, I'm like, I'm in. Like they, they have a formula that's so good. It yeah. really helps to have someone like Jim Carrey and and as as Robotnik because he is a live action cartoon. He, he at least he can be. Right. Um, and so like seeing him 
grounded the first movie in a, in, in an absurdist world because he's so unlike everyone else we've just met. He is part of this cartoon farce that we are watching, and that's carried off into the next movie. He just it helps that a cartoon is fighting a cartoon essentially. Yeah. Uh, there's there's the gun Olive Garden guy. I think that guy is fantastic. Olive Garden guy. He's got he's got such like a weird tone yeah. of voice that it reminds me of like Leslie Leslie Nielsen. Sure. Uh, and I'm like, he's just like I'm a commander man, and I'm like, yeah, you are. Like, good character actor. Yeah. You know what? One thing I must say because I know one of the problems from the first movie was a lot of like the really hardcore product placement. I do like how they bring it back with Olive Garden guy, and it's kind of funny. And then he oh, also brings I, back the joke. like, we'll send him a gift card. It's like, I, that's yeah, hilarious. I don't mind product placement if it's just, if it's incorporated well or if it's funny. Like, I didn't even notice it. Like, I noticed it like, oh, they say these words, but like, it felt natural and it felt funny. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. we have to stop the movie to talk about IHOP. It was, it never it was felt, better. It, like it was better than the first one when they were just like, yeah, that's an apartment that I found on Zillow. And then yeah. Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Olive Garden guy was funny. And then he's like, cancel my reservation of the Olive Garden. Boy, it's that funny. dude loves the Olive Garden. He does. Such good, I mean, we... such good, good, good human stuff. The, the, the thing, Garden. the thing that I really liked is the through line of, um, Donut Lord's name is Tom. Dave. Tom. Tom. Um, Tom uh, and Sonic uh, having that that kind of father son commercial that 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 kind of uh, father son. Um, bond um yeah. and they don't quite they don't quite acknowledge it all that james martin does earlier in the film but like having that through line come back with sonic calling tom dad very sweet oh, yeah at the end of the movie they're all about to die together and, yeah. and 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 they're like hey like this is our fate we chose each other like we're this is how we go out i guess yeah. like i love you and i'm like i know they're not about to die but i'm like man it's like it feels like toy story 3 right but know, if they did sonic's about to come you know i'm like, like oh no those emeralds are about to be crazy I see those emeralds baby <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, can we all right let's, can we talk about super sonic because i should the second that emerald showed up like the master emerald shows up I'm like, we're gonna to get su- we gotta get supersonic in here. We just we we got it. We got well, it. I was under the impression that they were different things, so I I kind of thought that this being in it, um, they they stupidly. are. But oh, they are. They're not, but they are. Got it. The master emerald and the chaos emeralds are different. Right. You told me that the chaos emeralds are kind of like dragon balls. Yeah. Yes. They work. They function kind of that way as far as like you know spreading out and having to bring them back together, that kind of thing. Are there seven? Um, I told Ben I was not surprised. Yeah, there's seven. Um, I told Ben there's I was Dragon not Balls. surprised. Yeah, I was not surprised that the Chaos Emeralds were inside the Master Emerald. No, uh, I felt like that was going to be a way to like really streamline that for audiences rather than trying to explain. Well, there's these seven emeralds, and then there's this big emerald. And the big emerald's really important to Knuckles. These seven emeralds are kind of the thing that Robotnik gets obsessed with. Um, but uh, I think that it worked very well for the movie logic, even though the seven emeralds go away. And then Knuckles is like, but also here's the master emerald. I'm like, well, all right, that's fine. That's for the Knuckles show. Yeah. Yeah. That the way I see him, like when he's fixing the shards, that's to me, that's Sonic Adventure one and two. Cause that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. his missions from the game. He gets, he finds, he breaks the master emerald and he has to go find shards of it so he can put it back together. Yeah. 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 I get that. I, I, I get that point. I'm just saying like the movie's establishment that the chaos emeralds made the master emerald. Right. Yeah. Now that's something. It's the Master Emerald will be something else, and the Chaos Emeralds are their own. It thing. felt like, and just coming from the movie, like like the ma- the the Master one is like the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. But now it's just like it's just like a thing they don't know what to do with because it's like now it's just like a it's like a holder device. Right. Who knows what we can do with it? Now it's a glove. Now it's a glove. Now it's just a rock. 
Um, but, um yeah. well, go ahead. No, getting getting suit gains a getting the seven chaos emeralds and seeing supersonic. I cannot tell you how happy that made me. I should have seen it coming a mile away, but like when you see the emeralds go inside Sonic and Robotnik steps on on the family, and it's like. Oh, we're, this is we're getting we're getting supersonic. It right, you see the yeah. you see the animation that yeah. I've even seen where they make a they make a ring and they go inside him. Yeah, it just just like the video games because when he gets the all seven chaos emeralds, they circle around, go inside of him, and then boom, he can become supersonic. And it's it's so good. Like that that animation, they got the eyes, they got the eyes, the color, everything was like that is a live action supersonic. That is so. I love, I love Knuckles. Is like, stay back. He's not no longer the Sonic you know, Chili Dog. No, <laughs> take that back. Uses godlike powers <laughs> for Chili Dogs yeah. to make a Chili Dog. He's like, I take that back. He's exactly really, the Sonic really, you know. What's really cool is, uh, he gives the power up and then it dissipates. And it's like Sonic, you could have been a god. He's like, I could have been, but I definitely am like still a kid, and I don't, I don't deserve that power yet. And I'm like, what a responsible young man. Look at the arc that this <laughs> young man has had. Yeah. That's character, baby. That's storytelling. I love I it. Love, I love how they do that because, I mean, in the games, you only come and become supersonic depending on how many. You have to have 50 as your minimum, and then it, it's a timer. How many rings you get, it's a timer. You get one ring at a second. But And he definitely lost all his rings, so I'm calling oh, yeah. foul. Oh, no, oh, yeah. Yeah. But in the way this movie works, and he's able to give up the powers of being supersonic so he can save his family and after the after the deed after saving his family's done, he's like, okay, I don't need this anymore. He gave up unlimited chili dogs. He did. Yeah. But that's what Sonic does. I mean, we don't really talk about Sonic's personality, but in the games and in like a, all the comic books, both IDW and Archie, he's the one. He's the person who will always do the right thing. He may be a little bit brash. He may have a way of doing things, but he will always do the right thing in the end. And in this case and instance, it was giving up ultimate power so he because he doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, he's just here to have a good time. And if he has to stop some Eggmans, he will. But he's yeah. just here to have a good Don't time. Don't get in the way of his good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if he needs this, if he feels like he needs them again, he can just go seek them out again. Yeah. I mean, that's what um, happens. The games in the adventure grew on, that happens. I love uh, Knuckles being incorporated into the family. I think all that stuff is really fun. I love, yeah. how, I love how Tails and Knuckles, and also I'm really, really happy they they put in Tails' real name, Miles Prower. In, Me in too. Me too, though I was kind of bummed that there wasn't a moment where Sonic went, your name is Miles, Miles Prower. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, Just so that Ben could realize it. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I, I knew it, I knew it, because I remembered that it, I when you said that, it unlocks the information in my head, but like I definitely forgot. Um, I did want to say like this was something where really not a knock on the film. It's more just a comment on marketing. Like uh, I preferred the moment in the trailer where Knuckles caught Sonic and said, do I look like I need your power rather than where they put it in the film? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought him having him holding him like that and then saying, do I look like I need your power and slamming him into the ground was a really good beat. I'm kind of bummed it was in a different location in the film. He just goes like pathetic or something. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about Supersonic a bit more. Oh, sure. Um, namely, how much, how many more movies do you think we're getting that that are doing Dragon Ball Z before we get the Dragon Ball Z movie? So here's here's the thing. <laughs> I truly cannot believe that we got Supersonic before we got anything. Super- I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, 
that's how crazy this is. Like this unlocks something for someone going, oh, we can do that, but with peoples. Yeah. Oh, well, like we yeah. got like you know Aquaman, Captain got Marvel, armor. Yeah. Sonic. How much, how much how much longer are we piecemealing a Dragon Ball Z movie together before we get Honestly, a Dragon Ball Z movie? Like I I do not I I would not want It's an interesting question first like do you do Dragon Ball or do you do Dragon Ball Z? But if you just start a Dragon Ball Z, right? I I would not totally hate if they if they lean more into the comedy of a Dragon Ball and they make not the people who made Sonic 2, but like the same type of movie where it relies on comedy and then when it needs to get dramatic it can be dramatic. Because like I'm trying to think who would I get to make a Dragon Ball movie, and I'm like, oh, you're like the craziest filmmaker in the world. But I'm like, maybe that's not what you need. Maybe quite you honestly, need smaller. Quite honestly, um, Sonic in this movie, not entirely, but mostly acts as a Goku character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a little. So like, little, yeah. or or you know, the 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 what's his um, Monkey King, Monkey Prince, Monkey King, mm-hmm. um, oh. person, uh, but. Um, so this is a, a pretty good template for what a Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z movie could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you honestly like, oh my god, let's just talk about Dragon Ball Z real quick. If you if you just do the <laughs> first movie, you do the Raditz saga, you know, like you intro you're introduced the first 15 minutes, or it's Kami uh, Kami Island. That was oh, called Kami Island. Kami yeah. Island. Like you meet Goku and you meet his oh, this is my new son, and this is my mentor, Master Roshi. Then the villain comes. Like you can do a two-hour easy simplistic fun version of that script yeah. like i see it in my head after yeah. sonic 2 i see it in my I, head how you do it i think the ideal path honestly i've thought about it a lot is is i do think you need to do dragon ball yeah. i think you need to do dragon ball then go dragon ball yeah. Z. um i i do think you have to i think you have to do at least two dragon balls and i just maybe, wonder if they will maybe three or four dragon balls yeah um i i also deeply think like if you really want to go for it you really want to do something you really want to do something you make the Saiyans black. Yeah. Mm. Dragon Ball Z means so much to black culture at this point, and the representation, whether it was intended or not, that has become a white tyrant overlord wanting to eradicate all monkeys and what that has meant. Uh, you give that role over and let them dominate that, something that has become a cultural touchstone. Like, you got something real, like, you could put a lot of work into what that means for those characters. I'm just, listen, Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan is directing Creed 3 right now. And he he's is he bringing loves. anime anime inspirations yeah. to that to that movie. And I'm like, I, I, all right. That's the thing. Okay. It's like, it's a, it's a huge, huge cultural landmark for our generation, but it's especially a cultural landmark for, for black people of our generation. Yeah. And like, mm. I, I that's you really want to do something with it i think you go ham wild and you you do it that way um but yeah i, I think, dragon I think ball. you started dragon ball i think you started dragon ball and i think you have goku fight the red ribbon army that'd be great got it's it. just crazy to me that we're we got supersonic before for the, real but like here's the thing like the moment captain marvel happened i'm like there's super saiyans right yeah. there yeah it's right there baby yeah it uh, might be captain marvel but it's right there uh, well, let's talk about something else that's that's super cool uh, let's talk about uh, a guy who shoots some guns. <laughs> that uh, the great. fake hedgehog. The fake hedgehog. Right, so uh, the genetic. I cannot believe this was the tease. Yeah. So Mag is in the chat. Hate by the way. Hi Mag. How's it going, bud? Oh, Mag. Curious if we get Metal Sonic. Unfortunately, we're not. But then I just had a thought. Maybe Metal Sonic could be the villain of the Knuckles TV show. If it's guns, uh, well, is is Metal Sonic tied to gun? I have no idea. No, Metal Sonic's robotic. 
Okay. Was maybe robotic. maybe Knuckles, maybe not. Maybe yeah. Metal Sonic's the third. Movie. I think. You don't think there's any reason why Metal Sonic can't be in the third film, but I don't know it very well, so. It's it's really interesting that they're going to do Shadow, and uh, mm-hmm. while Fowler, uh, the director for this one, has not signed on to do the third one yet. Um, he did the first one too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not clear who will be directing the third one. He has spoken about like when you pick Shadow, there's a lot of like reasons why people beloved that character from sonic adventure 2 uh there's a lot of story elements that you need to maintain to make like fans appreciate it which basically is saying like you gotta do the stuff with maria you gotta do the space colony arc or you're not like respecting the character enough so uh mm-hmm. you're gonna get some really wild stuff because of that i i'm stunned it's going to be shadow the hedgehog but uh i i'm really thrilled that we'll get to see it there's still like I just hope like and I don't think that it does. I don't think like going to Shadow next means that other things are now off the table for the future. Yeah. I'm just surprised that we're going in this order. I remember I don't I never read the article. I probably should have. I just saw a quick headline of it on <clears throat> online during one of my breaks at work, where the director said that going forward with Sonic films, or if he does if they do make more after three, which right now I can look at their track record, God, I hope they do. They're not going to take the strict timeline of the games to heart. Like, obviously, they're not because chronologically speaking, the third game, it would be Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Knuckles, which would be the next film. Well, but sure, sure. If Knuckles was in two. We don't need to do that. We don't but need I mean, to. But I mean, even not even not one for one in games. Like, they're <clears> not going by like the, the chronology of like when events happen, that kind of thing. They'll which do is, the MC thing, is, They'll which pick is fine. What picks for like, this new timeline. But I yeah. agree with Ben that, like, I, I sorry, I, I, I think that there's just like Amy Rose and Metal Sonic are two things that I think both Ben and I definitely anticipate are like they're the logical next step from including Knuckles and Tails. Mm-hmm. You get the you get the first <laughs> Robotnik making a robot to beat Sonic out of the material of Sonic, like being like I mean like it was always right there because he still has the quill. Yeah. Uh so it's always just kind of like right there that like of course Robotnik could design a metal component to Sonic and like Amy Rose is such an iconic character uh it's it's very much like one of the main fab the way uh, sonic characters so so that seems like it would be next yeah. so going to shadow is is wild but it doesn't put those off the table true like the way i was watching the way i saw it in my head i was hoping we would get like a kind of how the first movie had two post credit scenes like there was like the one with robotnik with him in this classic idea and rock connaissance joke and then we get to the, the credit scene and then we get the reveal of Tails. I was hoping we'd see Robotnik or maybe even Sloan working on a Metal Sonic. You see his eyes light up for a second and then go through the credits and you see like a news report of a news thing of Green Hills. You see son- a screenshot of like Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles on a plane. And then you see a pink hedgehog and someone in the background going, Amy, dinner's ready. That would have been perfect. For me, that would have been like, holy shit, she's there. So, so what still I, getting Shadow is great. I the way still... I see it is, is like, we so we just got we just got Tails and we got Knuckles. Yeah. If Shadow is the only villain the next movie, he's overpowered. They need Metal Sonic. They need another, they need something yeah. else to even the battlefield. Is Shadow a character like Fast and Furious where he becomes part of the family? Yeah. Well, I think like because I mean, yes. this is turning into Fast and Furious because like yes to me it feels yes like. the the answer is yes which okay. is one of the reasons okay. why I'm also kind of surprised at Shadow because like Shadow would be another person who like just like Knuckles you're kind of bring onto the team eventually yeah so that's why I'm kind of surprised that's the direction we're going next yeah like the other thing being like you'll still have Eggman yeah 
in theory, let's just assume gun. Let's gun just assume as an like entity. Eggman. Eggman is still a problem. Gun yeah. goes after Sonic because they think Sonic is doing bad things that Shadow's actually doing. Although I, I suspect that that will be a little different because Gun is aware of Shadow, mm-hmm. uh, as according to this tease. So we'll see how that. By the way, out. great line. My God, Project Shadow. Yeah, <laughs> my God, Project <laughs> Shadow. Well, okay. Also, one of the reasons why I do want to see this movie again is because when we saw Shadow, the entire theater, myself included, was screaming like, "Holy shit!" I held up guns, baby. I know that game. See, I don't know the good Shadow. I only know the bad Shadow. Right. Uh, I remember it, the trailer. It, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be really interesting how this will play out. But like, there's, there's all kinds of things on the table. It could be Metal Sonic. It could be. Um, it could be the other uh, ultimate life form that comes attached to Shadow when he first appears. I want to see two as the ultimate uh, villainous force. Robotniks, like from the comics, like Robotniks, dumb he- two henchmen, like the two like goofy. Are we talking about Scratch and Grounder or Orbot and Cubot? I don't remember. There, he, there's. I think goofy... he's thinking of Bot and Cubot. Okay. We, one of the last comics we read, uh, yeah, there was like Q- like oh, goofy henchmen. It, it, like Stone's cool, but like I would love some CGI Stone, like evil guys. Stone to me is essentially filling the role of Snively. Like I don't think they'd ever do Snively, but he's basically Snively. So, that Snively is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, like, I think Stone is essentially of. like your yeah. your placement for Snively. Yes, um, he's sense. the guy who would run the Eggman Empire if Eggman was ever like away or considered dead, but not really. We just don't know where he is. Yeah, speaking of which, we get the Eggman though, like the classic Eggman logo, which on a lot of stuff, which makes me stupid happy. Oh yeah. Um, uh yeah i, I was when he's t- making the, la- the so carefully making the latte art the dude just <laughs> that guy's like why'd you do this <laughs> um there's something else because i remember i was talking to sparks about uh getting rouge the bat who was another villain and whose villain turned good or semi good guy because she works for gun in the games but right. she would be the main antagonist for the knuckles because she's a jewel thief and what does she see the master emerald there you go we got the villain for the tv show baby is is, is- Rouge like the Catwoman to his Batman. Yes. <gasps> oh, I'm gonna get into this lore. <laughs> Shit. Is is Fast and Furious Dragon Ball Z story? Think about it. Every villain turned into a hero. Same Dragon Ball Z had yeah, that. I mean, Dominic, Dominic is pretty much Goku. That's just that's just classic anime. Yeah, I Dominic think... is pretty much <laughs> Goku. <laughs> this is Namek. That's a true. <laughs> I don't know. He's, don't he's know. the flat character that changes the world around him. Um, I'm, I am really, really stoked about what the possibility of just of just seeing shadow means what they could do there's a lot of ways they can go um i'm sure we get uh the the important part of his backstory when he's introduced in adventure 2 i'm sure that remains whole but what else we get on top of it i i think ryan's right i think they're they're gonna pull from something else Mm -hmm. as well i think there's this is just the tease there's more to come uh whether that be rouge the bat whether that be a metal sonic whether that we didn't know who knows we didn't know coming out of the first film that knuckles would be in this one we just knew tales right right mm-hmm. so. and you get you know honestly you just we'll, we'll see what happens and we'll probably just end up with shadow and big the cat and that will be it i um <laughs> i gotta talk about the temple scene sure because <laughs> the pure comedy of jim carrey running with a cgi echidna through holes of a booby-trapped ancient oh, temple yeah 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 is so great yeah. Just well, like, he's screaming. 
Uh, the, he's like, I've calculated it. There's a booby trap every seven I seconds. <gasps> that Ooh. one was early. I refuse to die this way. It's too derivative. <laughs> yeah. No, so good. It, it, like when he's when he's like when they get out of the thing and it's two legs up. Two, two. Okay, we're good. I figured it out. And then just the when it, the thing slices off his almost slices off his mustache. It's like, oh, thank goodness they didn't get my stash. Oh man. Uh, uh, um, there was a, also when he like does a little drone. It's like work smarter, not harder. It's like that's like yeah. man. Yeah, because like all of his, all of his, all of his other machines that have been with him are just keep being smashed by the traps. And he's just running through the traps. I'm, I really like that scene. I know I have negatives in this movie. Oh, I I can't talk about it because I can't think of any right now. I'm having so much fun. I felt this was a better adventure film than Uncharted. Um, oh man! Because like this felt <laughs> like it. Way. Because this felt like an adventure. Like I felt like they were doing puzzles. They had light puzzles, sure. There are no puzzles in in, in uh, Uncharted. That's that makes me mad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the whole game. To to Ben's point, like talking about some negatives, I think um, we maybe spend a little more time with Wade than we need to. I think that's like maybe the one. To oh, try to draw. I'm sure, happy about sure, when, sure, sure. I'm happy about when it gives us a little bit more stone, but but it's a little maybe a little on too thick and i like that actor a lot and i'm glad they brought him back yeah uh but but maybe we're there a little too much with him um yeah like yeah like it's not none of it's bad but it's definitely probably the weakest stuff right Uh, the only time that i the only time that i that i really really just kind of appreciated his character was there was when um so the beginning when sonic flies by and he's the speed trap it's like hey wade hey sonic Yeah. yeah, I thought that was all you're we gonna see from him, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I just, I just think it's a smidge, smidge more than was needed. I think my biggest thing is like, it bothers me that I don't understand who those, are, and it's really never talked about or referenced again. Like, Knuckles did not come through that ring alone; he came through after three other guys, and like, we don't know who they are, why they were there, what, what's up with them at all, and it's not addressed by Knuckles at all. Sure, Ben, but like, can you tell me the answer? Not right now. I haven't read it yet. Right. See, okay, fine. But I shouldn't have to read the comic to get that yeah. answer. Yeah. It's yeah. a confusing, it's a negative on the film that like, it's it's bizarre that Knuckles acts like he's never had anyone he can count on. It feels like they know each other. Like they walk but in. But he came yeah. through that with them. Yeah. So I'm like, he he has to have some kind and of connection again, there. And again, it is probably, uh, uh, like we know there's a show coming. I don't think everyone else knows that. But like, we shouldn't have to rely on a show to guess even, like there should have been one line even of if like, I didn't even if I didn't get an explanation about who they were, yeah. an acknowledgement of some kind of their presence beyond Eggman beating them up and then trying to get past them and like they, they kind of didn't matter at all. Yeah. Like you just as easily could have done Eggman running for the ring portal and Knuckles coming out. Yeah. That would have worked just as well. Mm-hmm. Like it, why were those guys there? They don't really serve the film in any way because Knuckles never references them. Again. It is it is interesting that like again, there's not a single reference to them at all. Yeah, even mm-hmm. like they were a means to an end. And I think that's that would have been enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I think it's like, a negative that there's just no acknowledgement of who they were. They're yeah. so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I was when I saw them come on screen. I was racking my brain with all the sonic knowledge I have. Is like, who are these guys? What are they trying? They're definitely not swap bots. I was like, what the heck are these things? And then they just get taken out and then Knuckles all, shows up. Like, all the more confusing because they're not just echidnas. They're humanoid yeah. characters. And yeah. so like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. And it's because it's like, it, like, it like opens the movie too. So it's like, oh, we're going to come back to this, right? Mm-hmm. When they first popped out, I thought they were echidnas because they look like the echidnas from the beginning of the first movie. Sure. But then oh, I realized right. they were, but then I realized they weren't CG and I was like, oh wait, what? they're people. They're real. 
yeah very weird. weird yeah other other than that one of the complaints i've been hearing from a lot of reviewers is that the film is too long i'm actually i mean how long was this movie two hours two hours, two hours. it is 30 minutes longer than the last one but like i think yeah. i think i don't feel the, it the jokes weren't good but like all the jokes are pretty much good. As I mean, you pointed out, you would think that the wedding part is the part where it'd be like, you really didn't need that. Yeah. Not true. Excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would change a thing. <laughs> so going looking back a few years ago when we reviewed the first when we reviewed the first Sonic, I saw the movie twice before we review it and before we reviewed it. And I do remember seeing like picking apart a little bit more. This time I've only seen the movie the one time. I'm probably sure that if I, when I do go see it again a second time, it might I might find okay. There's here's a few mm -hmm. little more nitpicks, but at the same time, I walked out. I can I know I walked out of this movie way more hyped, way more excited, way more happy oh, for yeah. the future of Sonic the Hedgehog than the first one. The first one I was just happy it a it exists and it was a decent film. I was yeah. like we got the tails tease and I'm like you know what whatever they do next I'm I will go in with high hopes cautious yeah. optimism now strap me in i am ready for whatever this ride is gonna take me i got really excited at the end of this movie because yeah, i was like that, there's gonna be another one of these and i'm very excited uh one last uh sequence i do want to highlight that we haven't touched on is uh how great the sequence is of sonic running across the ocean oh I it's was, really great i was gonna bring it up next yeah really excellent sequence i Just love that so good the the whole the 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 whole like lead up to it is that he's he he's doing this because he's like I, I failed tails and I'm I'm gonna fail the world and um having the arc of being scared of water like that's just yeah. scared of water but he he's unable like, to he swim, swim. Yeah. canon in the games and the comic books by the way so great job on them canon, canon all across the board with Sonic so I'm glad that they did it and mm -hmm. so it has the stakes and it shows like Sonic's never run on water before yeah this is new for him Jesus. Um, and, and I really like the, the, the charge up stuff. Um, and then just, it looks so good when he gets into the storm with the, it just, it's just rendered so beautifully. It feels real. I, I turned to Sparks. I was this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. There's a Jedi hologram of Longclaw. Yeah, yeah there is. Longclaw, Longclaw's new, but I'm like, so like, I don't know what's going on with you, Longclaw, but I want to know your whole story. Right. I love At it. At the same, not going to lie, I was really, 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 really hoping that uh, when Sonic was charging up to go in the water, he was going to do the super peel out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen yeah, that. We haven't seen that in the in the movies yet, but uh, they did. They did cutely acknowledge it with um, the opening when you have the little Sonic thing in front of the the making the mushroom coffee, mm -hmm. and he's doing yeah, yeah, little, yeah. his feet do the little red spin. It roll. is cute. Yeah, they did uh, acknowledge that. Which once yeah. again, I will say, not enough Sonic turning into a ball for me. I will yeah. say that I no, wanted more of him doing the spinny dashes. I I will I will I will concede that only partly because boy did that knuckles fight fill my quota uh, this was the first time when he's running through the maze this was the first time where we see him around a corner and he's not he's using the ball form on the ground in the dash mm. that wasn't in the first movie so yeah, he's yeah. like okay. peeling out oh but he's going dash form. he grabs he's something. going through the he's going through the the, the maze so cool but you like the pillar you get the pillar with the spikes on it, which is from the game that chases oh, yeah, off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marty brought it up, but we brought it up earlier. The bubble oh, swallow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> super good. The fight between up. Knuckles and Sonic is so well choreographed. The two of them kind of, again, again, this this Dragon Ball Z thing where they kind of go to the other edge and they come back and they start fighting and they, the, she's turning into a ball and he's punching. And a lot really of solid. Definitely. Yeah, like people jumping in the corners and then like, huh? Sure. Like, yeah. I was yeah, so into right. that. I was like, yeah, you charge up. Yeah. Even yeah. like 
good looking movie yeah even though knuckles isn't the fastest thing i mean sonic is obviously the, the fastest thing in this universe knuckles still can keep i mean he can't totally keep up but he can keep pace with sonic i, I didn't know he was a fast i didn't know he was also speedy yeah we also we also mm-hmm. get that tails can do it like they they have a burst of speed that's more than like people but like that that's like sonic's like slow-mo speed yeah not sonic's like speed speed yeah mm-hmm. yeah but the fact that they still let Knuckles run and he they ha- he has like the red uh, trails behind him, just like how Sonic has a blue one. It's like, they just do so good. Um, speaking one of, of my the... gripes. Go ahead. Well, I was like, speaking of the, of the, of the Sonic slowdown speed, when he's, you know, when he, when he gets so fast that he uh, slows down time in the, in the temple, when the missiles are uh, going slow or are, aren't like completely stopped, they're just kind of going slower. Yes, I thought that was a really nice addition to the last one when he just like stops time essentially. Right. That was one of my gripes with the first one is I didn't like that Sonic could just stop time because that's never been a part of it, and I'm like that that feels like that makes him too powerful, and there is a difference. Him moving faster, but things are still in motion is something that they did in this one twice, and I think it works very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the whole sequence where he's coming over and he uh, goes through the drones and like gets on the buzz bomber and makes it eliminate a bunch of them really excellent, just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are we all reading Mar- Marty's comment. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I really, I'm, I, I just, everything I wanted this one to be, it was, and more. Like, just so happy. Yeah. Um, I really, really liked this. And then afterwards, you told me a bit about Shadow the Hedgehog's uh, backstory, and I, oh, baby. <laughs> I, I can't wait for more. I, I want to see this again. I'm so happy. I, if if great movies weren't coming out in the next couple of weeks, like I I might see it again too. But yeah, yeah. I was so ready to live with the disappointment that a Sonic that Sonic the Hedgehog film was going to be absolutely terrible. It was going to be another one of the. It was going to be the butt of another joke where it's like oh, they can never make a good video game movie, and the fact that I live in a world where Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is not just, I mean, for its time, the number one movie in the world, but also one of the, and also so many fans and non-Sonic fans alike are saying this is a good movie. This is, fans are saying it's a great movie. Not Casey Casual is saying it's a really good movie. The fact that we're living in this timeline just makes me so happy. It's a good so, timeline. so uh, I, it reminded me of something that I wanted to bring up. The, the fact that like, I think this is the first truly, great all across the board everyone agrees great video game movie outside detective pikachu or well detective pikachu still had its kind of naysayers i really like that movie uh but like this one feels like feels like everyone's agree in agreement sonic the hedgehog 2 is a great video game movie um and i i think it's kind of a kind of a bummer that that people might might just kind of pass this one off as a kid's movie because this is the type of movie that should get so popular that changes the way movies are made forever right uh brandon does this finally clear your bar is this a great movie i think so yay yeah because at the end of the day yeah like you can adapt something well but like it's it's still a movie you gotta watch it yeah and like you can have it much again same with comic books as any adaptation like the movie still gotta be good luckily it's a really funny comedy that's a really good like family story sonic is the star of it as well it's really great i i just i just think that like in the same vein that we see like the MCU when that got really popular, how blockbuster filmmaking shifted to match. Like we're, this is the type of movie that should get that at one time would have gotten so popular. That should get so popular that the shift is made in this direction. At yeah. least it's like, it's making a lot of money. Uh, uh, it's not like it is getting good reviews. It's not like a hundred percent around tomatoes and everything. There's Sonic the Hedgehog like, 
for best picture at the Oscars. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm, as of right now, because I, I know when we're talking about for our anniversary special in June, as of right now, my top two mm. things are Ellen Ring and Sock the Hedgehog 2. Those are my Sock the Hedgehog 2 really, really. I mean, this isn't better really than the, the Batman, but it's a good movie. It, but this really came through. Like, <laughs> no, what, but, what, uh, what an achievement. Uh, yeah, I was it going really, to say that. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Batman is a far superior film, but for me, as someone who thought I was never going to see this in my life, mm-hmm. the fact that this film is this good and it's this well received, and all signs point to a third film. Co- I mean, signs are pointing to a film third coming out. They greenlit it. We know what's coming, and the and I am just so excited of what the future holds for not just the films, but of course Sega is going to take a big look at this. I'm sure they're getting a cut of the film proceeds. They know that's like, Oh shit, we might be on top again. This uh, is the first time uh, since the nineties when Sonic was this popular. And he might finally have a leg up on Mario. Cause we don't know what's going to happen with that Mario movie. That's coming out in December. This I mean, could be that. This probably uh, will be that. Uh, it's wild to have seen that shadow mid credits tease and know it's getting followed up on. Yeah, like it's wild to have been in the theater and be like, I know I'm seeing the next part of this, and that's insanely cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, the other thing is like, while this is an adaptation of like Sonic the Hedgehog, this is some of the most like fun original blockbuster stuff I've enjoyed in a while. I know I'm like kind of stretching the use of original there because it is adaptation and everything, but like there's something that felt fresh about seeing this in the theaters mm-hmm. yeah. uh something that felt reinvigorating for blockbuster cinema in a way that i haven't felt for a bit uh for for a particular genre that's like blockbuster family yeah. blockbuster blockbuster family that really really like wow we've hit something here and yeah. it is like there is there is fun for the whole family like I wouldn't say it's as like it's as even kill as like a Pixar movie for everybody. Sure. But like they're making like dick jokes. They're making jokes that like kids have no idea what some of the things that they're saying. And they're like, okay, we know the parents are here, so let's drop in like a joke over here. And I'm like, there's some risque stuff in this movie. And I'm like, again, like you see like Robotnik's in like a maid outfit at one point, like I'm like on the screen. I'm yes. like, it's a spicy <laughs> stone. What <laughs> are you Fowler, doing? Jeff Fowler said that there were some that they obviously couldn't. I believe that it. They were pitching I want to do it. He's like a few of them. We were like, uh, that's a little too adult. The lead <laughs> we were gonna do. Yeah. But we said before, we said quite a few times during this review, but the love and passion for not just for the franchise, for the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise, not just the video games, but everything around it, surrounding it, even the, the, the jokes and the, the marketing ploys that Sega made in the nineties are here. I was hoping and praying that when we saw the the posters when the posters were released for Sonic 2 they would spoof the game the game cover they did it's one of the best posters that they made for this game, for this film and i am i want that so bad i have i can't remember the last time i wanted a poster so damn bad in my life right just everything about this makes me just makes a diehard Sonic fan like me and it, possibly you sparks this kind of this kind of sits in the same place for me as like Paddington sure Sure. Like you know, the kind of the kind of movie that you you come out of, and you're like blockbuster family, like you said, Sparks, where you just come out of him like, yeah, we achieved something here. Yeah, this was an achievement. It's it's wild to like think back to the early promotional material for the first song, The Hedgehog, and like people just being like, oh my god, this looks like the worst garbage in the world. How far I can't we've believe, come. Like it's Sonic paired with a speed cop. Like what are we doing? And then get to here and be like, man. 
what, a, Dude, what an like, incredible feat. Like three years ago, we were dreading like this ugly, realistic looking <sighs> Sonic. And then three years later, like we got one of the greatest video game movies ever made. It's like, man, time's all right. It's over. We did all I right. I do still want to talk about our book club. We have really shared our love. I'm sure Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is going to come back around on our on our lane. So let's rate it. Uh, I want I have one more thing I wanted to say. I don't remember what it was. I do want to say Beautiful. that second. This is the second uh, video game movie trilogy that we've gotten. It's only ever been two: Resident Evil and this. Oh, and Resident Evil's like two times two. Yeah, yeah. but that only kind of like trilogy. We sure. they got that first trilogy, but yeah, yeah, interesting, right? Very. Yeah. yeah okay. So let let's let's rate it. Um, Ben, why don't you go first? I'm still riding high. I, I I gotta give it a ten. The Sonic fan yeah. in me is saying that everything about this movie. It's not a perfect movie, by it's not. It's truly not. Mm. But for me, as this is me speaking as a diehard Sonic fan, as someone who's been bleeding Genesis Blue ever since he held a controller for the first time in 1993, this is everything I hoped for and more. And I cannot wait. It is a ten. I cannot wait to see this movie again. I may give it a lower score throughout the year, but I don't care. Right now, it is a ten out of ten film. It is amazing. If you are a diehard Sonic fan, 10. If you're a Casey Casual, 8.5. <laughs> amazing film. Amazing film for Sonic fans. I may surprise you, Ben. No, actually, Ben had it exactly right. I'm giving it 8.5. Uh, <laughs> if you are a fan of Sonic, there's a lot to love. Um, I think Tails is a little grating at times. That's because I'm not familiar with the character, and I'm sure learning more about him give me more love but there's but the seventh time i heard boy sonic i love you so much i'm like no i get it my guy you're cool i get it uh 8.5 really fun time it's still movies. such an incredible rating though yeah no like like this is the best video game movie probably since detective pikachu yeah i guess i keep forgetting that movie came out but yeah I, like do you think it's i think it's better than detective pikachu i i i mean like I, and i saw it recently enough where i can really say that and i'm like there's there's something in yes. this that's taking it beyond yes because i remember it's i only saw the ones but i remember having some issues with the third act for some reason and i don't have any issues with this third act at all so yeah best video Honestly, game I think the thing is i think the thing the is third act might be the best third act i've seen in years i i mm -hmm. think at the end of the day the thing is like detective pikachu has problems that pull it behind in its script focus whereas this one is like even when like anything else could fail you it still remains a great comedy yeah so it's like pff, awesome F funny for me it's for me, it's a nine. Hell yeah! Um, I I absolutely am so pleased. I I've expressed it twenty. I'm quite pleased with this film. Beautiful. My my last thing I was I was trying to say was that it, it feels like a world where uh, a, a magical pyramid can show up underneath the ocean, and James Marston could live in that world. Yes, mm. and that's crazy. I think that's a really that's a really good feat. Um, I'm kind of the opposite of Ryan. Like I think even if you're not a Sonic fan, this movie's a blast. Yeah. Um, so like five is a good score. No, I know, I, I know, but like, but you said there's not a lot for Sonic fans. I'm for for non-Sonic fans, and I I don't necessarily agree with that, which is why I kind of give it. Um, mm -hmm. it's definitely a nine for me. I, I had a I had a ball. Like, I can't wait to see this again. I can't wait to own this, and I want to see the next one. Like now, I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that I'm not thinking about it. Um, I liked the adventure, the journey. Um, it's it, this is going to sound more negative than it means, but it was way too. It was super simplistic. Like, mm -hmm. we got to go find a compass. We found it. We got to go to the place. We did it. And I'm like, okay, there there wasn't anything else to it. And that's not a bad thing. But it didn't yeah. give, it wasn't, I, as a, not a Sonic fan, there wasn't a lot for me to chew on. 
but mm. I still had a really good time with the characters and stuff. But sure. like the journey wasn't maybe it was a little too long for me. Who knows? Eight point five. I have to I have to have a conversation with you about that. Uh, Sparks about the the long claw map that Obi Wan Kenobi'd. Uh, <laughs> that was wild because I thought it was I the same that. map. From, I thought Wait. it was the same map from the first movie, but it's not. So did that. Okay. No, because it doesn't have the circle with the with the other circles in it. It's just a map of the of like Earth or something. Oh, I thought we were just. Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought we were just. We only got like a tight look on one part. A- of it. Answer me this question: How come he was able to touch the map all those times before, but it turned into the Obi Wan hologram? Because he said, because he said Master Emerald, which is like the keyword, because it oh, meant okay. he knew that it existed. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so he was looking for it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Pulled that out of my butt. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I thought it was a different map because, like, if if he didn't, he wouldn't touch it often. It would just it would just be kind of an accident. No, I think it's the same map. All right, uh, great movie. Really happy we saw it. Really happy we get to do it. Uh, awesome. Good. It's awesome. Good All right, movie. book club. Yes. Yes. Book it. <laughs> All right, Ben, take it away. You know, if I'd known we were going to skip the book club last week, I would have changed it to a Knuckles books for us for the movie for the since we were doing. It. But anyways, uh, yeah, my book club this week or the past two weeks has is Once and Future, written by Karen Gillian, drawn by Dan Mora, and I believe colors by Tamara Bonvillain. I could yep. be wrong. Right. Tom, yeah. Tamra, Tamra, Tamra. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, it is volume one, The King is Undead. I picked this book because of, A, I've heard great things about it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Tamra Bonvillain. Oh. Very good name. That is an extremely good name. That sounds like a Bond villain's name, I swear to God. It does. That's just because it says Bond villain. Yeah. Bond villain, Bond villain. That's a a Bond villain coming up. It's got to be. Now I'm thinking of Robert of not um, John Claude Van Damme's character in Expendables. Expendables. Yeah. The lane. The lane. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I picked this book because obviously I've been playing Elden Ring for the past three and a half weeks, and it's completely controlled my life. And I have, and outside of Sonic the Hedgehog, I am on a big fantasy kick. I really had a great time with this book, and I'm actually trying to hunt down the hard cop or like the physical copy, like what Brandon has. And volume two, or I might just get what Ryan is holding, which is a Ben. This is this was on sale for the last couple of weeks, so I swore the third time. Sorry, Brandon. I have the I have the uh, I have the four I have all four volumes uh, like this, um, so which is why I don't have the hard covers because I got this, and so I've just figured to go from there. Yeah, makes so, sense. What do we all think of Once in Future? I loved this. I loved it the first time I read it. I loved it the second time I read it, which is now um because i read this a few weeks ago if you remember my my beginning of the show once um but yeah i really like this book i think it's great yeah i i think it's really inventive um love the art i think the art's awesome dan mora is Uh, is top top five right now uh just the the choices on on color where you didn't need to put colors like that there and just like the way that that's that's still used so like every panel is is a treat yeah to look at honestly because of the way they decide to color uh everything and this is and yeah uh tamra bond villain is a terrific colorist and i like color is a big dan mora is such a terrific artist but like color can make or break a comic and like the colors in this book pop like no other right uh dan mora's art like sings and she just makes it even better yeah i love Um, the part in the like the very end of the of the volume where king arthur is like you still see king arthur undead mm, but the eyes speaking of colors 
Yeah, that's yeah. just oh. gorgeous. And, and of course, I see that. I see the question. I can do that. I got a big. I got a big skeleton. And yours are the glossy pages too. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a fucking excellent looking book. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was gonna. What was I saying about? Oh yeah. Like we were talking about color. Like the green eyes when he's when uh um when Granny, re- um reveals that yo your queen lady with a French dude and. And King Arthur is just like, my queen is laid with a Frank. What? And oh, he- can I just so okay? So one of the things that I I love about this book is how um you know as the grandmother says um it's it's not real it's just true right so like when you believe when when a story is believed so much it cre- it becomes true so what they've done is and she's trying to figure out okay well I got to figure out which King Arthur that they've they've resurrected. Because right. it's not the classic king. It's not the it's not the King Arthur that you think about. It's the really old, really what, problematic one. What point in the timeline? What's what's the story narrative that works here? Who's the person? Right, because he talks. He talks about like, oh, she's got a Gwen, but Gwen, but Gwen isn't isn't this this King Arthur didn't have a Gwen. Yeah, Percival. Right. I, right. This I love this book so much. This book rules. Um, because it does the thing uh, like you said, Brian, and like like. Yeah, the the story is true, and like you, and like these people, they they built their lives around the story to make it true. Yes. Like the, the grand, she had to she made herself a Fisher King to make the story true by shooting herself. Oh my god! Yeah. and like the adopt like that whole angle. There's there's too much to talk about in the story. It is too good. Uh, I read I read like ten issues, and I'm gonna I can't talk too much because I'll confuse stuff from the next volume. Right, because it's so it's so good. Um, the, all the stuff with Galahad and like the mother, and she's like, it, the one of the saddest lines I've ever read in the comic. It's it's when Duncan g- goes to meet his mother, and like, it's like, Mom, he's like, I'm not your mother. I can't be. Right. And yeah. I'm like, that's one of the harshest things I've ever read. And it's and he but still I, tries to like, save her. Well, I also like the way that he says it is like, there's a look on his face that it's not it's not quite the mom that you're expressing there. It's like it's like a mom, like an acknowledgement of like, I know who you are. And I know what this is. Yeah. And I'm disappointed in it. Oh, I love um, it. Because yeah. the, the Fisher King is revealed to be the grandmother, to be to be the grandfather. Um, and, and he's like, I'm not going to let you win. I'm just, and he shoots himself. He kills himself oh. to get out of the story. Um, it, or like, like, oh, the story's got a hold of you now, son. And and her, when, when he's like, so you mean this is like King Arthur with like Excalibur, right? And it's like not, a sword of the stone doesn't mean Excalibur. That wasn't yeah. always the case. Story, uh, uh, stories evolve over time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, even though I was thinking about it, because I remember the first time I read, like, a King Arthur book that was, like, it was meant for kids, but it was still pretty dense, as in, like, this is, like, the true lore. Like, yeah, he pulls the sword in the stone, but the sword in the stone breaks, and he gets Excalibur from the Lady of the Lake. Yeah, it's yeah. not, sword isn't his, it's the Lady in the Lakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. That. that was a good bit. Because, like, the, the idea, the thing that I really liked about, like, the... Uh, about when he's like, but the sword in the stone, that's he's found Excalibur. There's a lot of swords and a lot of stones. It doesn't mean it's Excalibur. Excalibur's was the Lady of the Lakes, not yeah. Arthur's. And then he goes oh. to the bath and he invokes the name of the Lady of the Lakes, and you see a bunch of hands with freaking with Excalibur's like Excalibur's yours, Percival. It's like, man, this is some cool shit. There's there's so much uh like great uh myth building and like use of like there's a questing beast which shows up in the first issue and then it just like runs away and and he's like what is that about he's like that's a questing beast you'll deal with him later don't worry and then at the end of the volume he has to deal with him he's like oh so easy because like yeah you're like you're like a superhero now but um, oh my one of my favorite lines um you used to hunt vampires yes i used to then i ran out of vampires and she's got a (laughs) smile i so good 
love the grandmother in this so much. Like when she shoots herself to become the Fisher King, so he can, so um, Percy can get into over. No, but like yeah. she, but she's so funny too because there's another line where <laughs> I took a lot of pictures of Grand's lines. I won't say them all, but where it's like, oh, you have a text message because he's she's hijacked him. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. hijacked Percy, and he goes, oh, you have a text message. You have a text message, dear, from a girl, Rose. How's it going with your grand? That's sweet. <laughs> um, so, I love I love her when when they're out to the dinner and she's like, "Yeah, go get your grand, you goof." Oh yeah, yeah. Here. and then that she becomes an important character. I was really happy. It's for. it's. I definitely saw it coming that she was going to be important to the yeah. plot, but it's so it's so like natural and feels like oh, this is definitely like a movie thing of like yeah, they're yeah. like destined to be together. This is um, the one. The, she's now one of the people who clean up. Like you know, get, she'll find the right numbers. It's like there's this job that's passed down from generation to generation. Knows, she's the next also one. Also knows too much about the story, so that's mm-hmm. why for her it yeah. has to be true. Yeah. They have this incredible concept of like uh, like they go to Otherworld, um, and like they have to put out a candle to like basically close the portal to Otherworld. Yeah. So when they're leaving this church. Uh, they don't close oh, yeah. it in time. They don't close it in time, and like this evil, like Elden Ring looking assassin comes out, starts murking fools, and then she puts the candle out, and he just disappears. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my god, all these people are dead!" <laughs> like, <laughs> and the I cannot overstate. Like, I know Brandon, you're such a big fan of Dan Moore. Like the mm-hmm. art, especially in this big ass deluxe book, guys, yeah. it is truly some of the most beautiful art I've ever seen in a comic. And the colors pop so hard, and like the King Arthur design is so wicked. And he's it's so cool. He's like, oh, I'm the king of England. I hate everyone who's not an English person. I'm racist. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. He looks kind of like the, the the mummy second form. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. I love how his crown is just so evil looking. Because when you think King Arthur, you think of like a true, um, like a true nobleman. Like when I say when I mean nobleman, I mean like someone who is just and who fights for honor and truth and who actually like upholds the mantle of what a king should be. I am here to look out for my people, a true king of the round table. And you see this mofo, and it's like he just works to do because he's like you're Anglo-Saxon shit. I love a crown, a crown like thorn crown. Yeah. Love it sticking out of your head. I love it. Um, there's a line that she, that that the grand that the grandmother has where she's talking about, um, um, yeah, that's that, yeah, that's King Arthur. There's you know, there's the prophecy he said to return um, in Britain's darkest hour. It's like you know, there's something that always rubbed me the wrong way about that prophecy. Never trust a prophecy that can be interpreted two different ways. Yeah. And she says it's either she'll come back in Britain's darkest hour or he'll cause Britain's darkest hour. I uh, I am always a fan of of recontextualizing. Ooh like like mythology in this way like you know uh another dan mora uh claus klaus whatever you want to say like he does like santa norse mythology and stuff and like it's always fun and comics are the perfect medium because you can just really just go bonkers wild with the with the uh with the aesthetics and the art and stuff for sure uh yeah this book is super fun um i love karen and karen gillen's background in the x-men so he's like doing other world stuff so he's just like working other world in all the time he's like i love merlin like good for you but oh, yeah, the tease, with, the tease with merlin really gets me and really wants me to keep on reading because merlin also looks creepy and scary like an elder yeah uh, this yeah. was supposed to be a five issue miniseries and it was super popular did very well so they made it another one and i have to wonder if that if that tease was in the initial five issues or or uh, was that added to to kind of be like, no, we're still going. We got more issues coming. I, I feel like it would be baller if like it was like we're only doing five and here's here's the potential if it ever what the what the future could be. And then like it sold like a million copies. Like, no, do it now. You could yeah. just do it. I'm like, cool. I'll, I'll start right now. Right now I'm looking at the um... Oh, Galahad is very attractive. 
Oh my God, what a little dirtbag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the perfect, the perfect prince. Uh, but he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. And, and, and Duncan's like, oh, you're off your rocker and punches him. I love it. Um, because uh Galahad's dad is Lancelot, right? Yes. Uh, and so yeah. the, so so this is the so this King Arthur is not supposed to have Galahad. And and when he finds out that that uh, Frenchman Lancelot, because uh, he was hatted when the when the, the, Britain had a French queen, mm-hmm. but they uh, but he's like, what the Frenchman my wife and he like like loses it, and that destroys the story because now there's a paradox, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's what's so fun because like, man, like I, I was about to talk about something from like from the next issues, but like 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 Galahad is is he's a, he's around a lot more. Yeah. Merlin's great. It's it's and like I, I just I can look at any one of these pages and I'm like oh man that's that's just a truly stunning work of art and it could just be a dude talking I'm like oh yeah look up. at the the the, the uh, Frank laid with my queen that's oh, the I, I was talking about about how the colors popping about oh, how yeah. gorgeous it oh. looks I love Dan Moore so great, um, great. please don't hate me but Volume Two might be a future book club of mine because <laughs> I, I really want to keep reading this story. It's really good. I mean, you can, you, 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 know, just... you can just read comics Yeah, <laughs> outside of the show. I know. It's a thing you can do. I, I know it's a thing I could do. I might just... I did, I, 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 did think... put, I did put the deluxe edition on my wish list on Amazon, to be perfectly honest, and it is on sale. I'm like, I really want to, but I need to save money and be really Amen. careful until payday this week. Anything else you want to bring up? this book is great um i was really excited i was able this this did live up to the hype and i want to read more and i probably what am i I kidding of course i'm gonna read more i'm still head deep in elden ring here so i'm like give me more this is my favorite give me more this is my favorite thing that kieran gillen's done yeah it's definitely he's written like i think almost nothing but good stuff but this definitely is like oh this is like the good shit Mm -hmm. i really really enjoyed to die but i liked this a lot more yeah uh, all right. If there's anything else, good book, Ryan. It's me. It's your book club next week. Hey guys, guess what? There's a current Marvel television show called Moon Knight happening. So I was like, what Moon Knight comic do I want us to check out? And I don't want to pick any of the modern stuff because, like, one, most of us have read it, and two, that's what literally everyone else is currently reading. So I want to pick something a little obscure, but I didn't want to go all the way back to the '80s because that's like before Mark got like really introspective and did It was kind of like I'm a mercenary man. So I found a comic I haven't read yet. And it's not, that's not something that happens with Moon Knight. And this is a series I didn't even know existed. It came out in 2010, and it's by Greg Hurwitz and Jerome Pena, and art and colors by Dan Brown. It is Vengeance of the Moon Knight, Volume 1, Shock and Awe. This takes place during the Heroic Age, during Norman Osborn's in charge of a hammer and shield. That's mm. my favorite period of Marvel. And I haven't read this Moon Knight comic, so I'm hella excited. Um, here's the thing, real quick, guys. It's a 10-issue series because it got canceled. Would you guys be willing to read all 10 issues? Because, like, I'm going to read the next four. You can say no. I'll read the first how six. About, That's fine. How about, how about, let's try. Do six for sure. I'm going to read all 10 because it's only four more. There's a lot going on right no, now. No, I, I will try. I get it. I understand. I think what do we'll volume do is. One, volume two is only four issues. When we, we'll, we'll, we'll attempt, but with the, uh, when we get to the episode, we'll see who, who, who read up to what. I will read all 10 and then we'll talk about the first six. How about that? That's it. That's Vengeance of the Moon Knight. Yep. You really, you really try, sh- try and do it if you can. I'm yeah. not expecting you guys to, so don't worry. I will do my best to read all 10. All right. That'll do it. I think, right? Hello. Hi. You good? 
cool. We got right. it. I gotta go to bed. Um, next week we're we uh, uh, are not talking about Fantastic Beasts, Crimes what? of Dumbledore. No, that's Secret. not it. No. Uh, we're not talking about that. Instead, we're going to be talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. It is wide. Out. We all should be able to see it now um, yep. in our respective towns. And then after Where, that, we go see Sonic the Hedgehog 2 again. I'm so excited, guys. I'm so excited we finally get to see this movie. Me yeah, the, the the hype is too real. Like, it's like... like They're saying, like, man, it's like the next Matrix. And I'm like, you can't tell me that. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. tell me that. It's like, don't tease me, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. So, so, uh, cannot wait. All right, that'll do it. Thank you to everyone who watches the thing. That's later. Sorry. Um, if you like this video, subscribe to my channel. You can check out all sorts of things on this channel, such as our Fickner's Watch series, uh, which we are doing Moon Knight. Um, we'll probably the next episode that comes out will be like two and three. Um, we're busy right now. These guys are moving. Like, I'm sad. No. I mean, I'm also sad, Brandon. I can, I have multitudes. No, I know. Okay. I didn't say you weren't sad. No, I know. Just like, I'm also moving, but also other things. Um, I'm sad that we're moving. Oh, I'm just depressed. I thought, sorry. No, I no, I, I, I'm sad that you guys are moving. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't make that clear. No, I got you. I'm, I, I'm also sad that I'm moving. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, things are, are busy. So, probably two and three will be the next episode. I really um, want to talk about Moon Knight with you guys too. Yeah. Star Trek Picard uh, is the other is the other series going on uh, over on Fictor's Watch. Um, that's got a couple more episodes. I'm hoping to get that that six episode uh, out this week. We'll see if that happens. Um, it's a busy time right now. It's tax season, scariest time of the year. Am I right? No. Basement Arcade is another show we do. Um, sometimes an episode of Mortal Kombat X is supposed to come out. That sounded way saucier than I wanted it to. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You no, don't, do I, don't even don't ever release another one ever again. Oh, I hate that. I hate me for that. You just canceled that show, Brandon. <laughs> Good. <laughs> don't cancel basement arcade. That's one of my babies. Um, you're right. I'll, I'll can't. We'll cancel the other baby. Basement arcade pause menu is canceled. Oh, no, sorry, Ben. <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat or what, which one, Ben? Some's canceled. It's basement arcade or pause menu. And they're both oh, just going to say B.A. on the thing, and you're just going to have to pick one, whatever one that is. Anyway, those two shows are not canceled. Uh, they are on a channel, so check out all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, Fake Fake Book Club and Animation Station as well. Um, all of those can be found in the description. Sorry, all of those can be found on this channel. Again, like this video, subscribe to our channel. Conversation Season 2 is in production. Got a lot going on in my life, so it's taking a little slow. But I'm hoping June. So um, check out some of our masks. We've got some Crafted by Z masks you can still check out. I'm probably going to say that until we figure out what else to do with them. I think we're probably going to maybe try bookmarks or things like that. Um, but we still got the fabric for masks. So if you want a Fickner podcast mask, go ahead. I like a Fickner bookmark. That sounds like a good idea. Well, stay tuned. Um, of course, get subscribed to our Patreon or our Public. You can buy stuff on our Public. Uh, should you want to support us financially, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, lots of cool merchandise on our T Public. You can find all these wet, all these, all these links on our website at fakenerpodcast.com. Um, everything is there. You can check out all the shows, check out our things. Those are all linked below in the description. Um, check those out. 
Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches the live stream. We had a couple people in the live stream tonight. That was really cool. Um, thank you to people who watch the rewind. We really appreciate all of your support. Thank you. Thank you to Jimmy Bellucci for doing all the music you heard here tonight and all the music you hear on our shows. You can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. You can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, at Instagram. Sorry, at Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Subrock Podcast. Of course, you can find it on iTunes. Thank you to Mike Matola, TikTok sensation Mike Matola. Um, he's on TikTok and Instagram. You can check him out at Mike Matola. He did our logo. He did three of our logos for us and a few uh, collaborations and hopefully more soon. <sighs> You're welcome, Grayson. <laughs> thanks, um, you said thanks for the stream on chat. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, uh, Mag's not in the chat anymore, but good night, Mag. Yeah. It feels weird not to say that. He I think by for he, did, night, Mag. he did say he had to pop in for he was in for a short break. So, anyways, this is not a short break show. <laughs> no, um, guys, thank you for popping in, Mag. And once again, thank you to everyone else who popped in. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, subscribe. Uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. I am at BC McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me writing on Atomic Geekdom, my revisiting the Infinity Saga series. Um, you can find me writing for Screen Rant fairly regularly. About four or five articles go up a week. Uh, I also edit for Kaiju Ramen Weekly, Kaiju Ramen Magazine, other website. I should have some more pieces coming up. I'm really behind. I'll, I'll catch up. I hope. Ben? Man, you are a workhorse, buddy. Okay, you can find me on the internet at benmagnet27 on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. You can also find me writing for Fusion Gaming Magazine, Old School Gamer Magazine, and GoNintendo.com. And you can also find me streaming on Twitch Tuesday and Saturday mornings at 2 a.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash benmagnet27. There's Mag. There he is. You heard heard the name. The Chosen One. (laughs) Uh, Sparks. Uh, you can find me going fast at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty. Don't go too fast. I'll miss you. I'll go too fast. Ryan. Uh, you can find me helping other lonely tarnished in Elden Ring until the day I die, or killing them, or killing them this week. Uh, at DJ Tony Snark. Watch out. Watch out. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. Greatly appreciate it. Like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Until next time you see us. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> <laughs>